And good morning. It is Glenn Clark Radio. I'm Glenn Clark. He's Griffin Bass. I always get very excited whenever one of our longtime partners comes back to us. I mean, I love all of our partners, of course, but some in particular I think you know I have um, very specific affinity for. And one of those is the Baltimore area Chick-fil-A restaurants. They invite you to support Toys for Tots on Saturday, November 12th, one week from this Saturday. Donate a new toy at any of their 13 Stuff the Truck locations and receive a free sandwich offer card as a thank you. For more information, visit pressboxonline.com slash toy drive. Busy Thursday in a little bit. Jeff Chidia, our buddy from NFL Network, NFL.com, will check in with us, get his thoughts. He liked very high on the Ravens' acquisition of um, Rokon Smith. We'll talk to him about what they did, what they didn't do, what their chances are of competing for a Super Bowl because of it. Later on in the program, we'll make our picks. KZ will be with us for the week. I had Nick Kelly because he is a psychopath. Sent me a few other possibilities. Some kosher ideas for a bet that KZ could maybe participate with us for. We'll see. We'll see. I'll roll some of those out there. We'll okay. see how we feel you about it. You can keep us on the edge here? Yeah, I'm not All doing right. it now. Well, KZ's not with us now, okay. so well, what's the point of the debate? I, I thought I could get ahead of him. No, <laughs> no. You will find out when everybody else finds out. Uh, and also, coming up uh, a little bit later on, we will uh, check in. Well, actually, we'll just listen to segment number two of the Tyus Bowser Show with special guest Chuck Clark from earlier on in the week. So all of that on the program today. Uh, last night provided, again, I love saying it this way, last night provided a why we watch sports kind of moment. Now, I get it. I understand. And I'm not even trying to debate with people. I, I agree with you. A combined no-hitter is not the same. It's not even that it's not the same. It's like if this is a 10, that's like a 5. I think I saw Super 70 Sports on um, on Twitter. It was a great follow and shares out random. A lot of Earl Weaver on Super 70 Sports <laughs> page. And let me make this abundantly clear. Twitter could use more Earl Weaver. I'm not really sure what's going to happen with Twitter moving forward, but I know that if it's got a lot of Earl Weaver, I'm good with it. Um, they tweeted, let's be clear, a no-hitter is something one man does. Tonight was a fancy shutout. I don't really inherently disagree with that. Honestly, I get it. It's not the same thing. But it's still something you don't get to see very often. And that's the point of sports, right? Is that like you tune in and you see something that might be different, something that you might not otherwise witness. And even though it was a combined no-hitter, the majority of us have never witnessed a World Series no-hitter in our lives. We got to see something that you don't get, get to see. That's why we watch sports, because you You cannot, try as you might, always predict what might occur. Now, if I'm the Astros, I got to be sitting there wondering why it is that I decided to wait until game four to start Christian Javier. Jeremy and I were talking about this on Monday. He's, or what what they, Jeremy was on Tuesday this week because we did the college basketball show on Monday. Uh, He's kind of been their best pitcher. Why wouldn't you make sure you line them up to get two starts? Even if you started him in game three, you'd have the option of starting him in game seven. I was chatting about this with a few folks last night who were like, well, you could throw him on three days rest in game seven. I 
I, God, I guess. To like close it out, maybe. That's. Like, I mean, oh, yeah. he's absolutely going to be available yeah. out of the bullpen. There's no debate about that. Like, there's no debate that he was going to be available out of the bullpen. But to start, to start, yeah. I mean, I guess if you're only committing to, like, a couple of innings, like if you just decided it's an all-hands-on-deck game seven and you're going to, quote-unquote, bullpen your way through it, you could have him be the first guy, the opener, if you will, and and let him go. I, I just, boy, I wonder if it's okay to do that with someone who's still pre-arbitration, right? Like, that... It's a big difference if you decide to do that with Justin Verlander, right? Like, he's made all of his money. Most of it. I mean, I, I take that back. He's still going to make more money. As bad as he is in his career in the World Series, he was really damn good this season. He's going to make more money. But he's made plenty of money. And so if Justin Verlander comes to you and says, dude, I'm not worried about what it might do to my arm. I want to win another World Series. Go ahead. You know, Justin Verlander, by the way, will probably say to him after he starts game five, if you need me again on Sunday, go back to me. Make me available out of the bullpen. And I would have no problem with that with Javier out of the bullpen on Sunday. But I don't know if a guy who hasn't made his money yet, it's fair for a team to say, do you want to start on Sunday? Because the answer from the player the competitor is almost always going to be yes, right? Like, they're almost always going to say, I'll do anything to try to win. And I feel like we have shifted the way that we feel about what teams need to do in these situations, and we've we put it on the teams to be the ones to step in and say, no, nah, you're not doing that. We need to protect you. It's why we stop criticizing teams for pulling pitchers from no-hitters, right? Is because... We appreciated the fact that the pitcher, the competitor, wants to do everything. And somebody has to be looking out for the greater good and has to step in and say, we can't let you do that. So an easy answer would be the Astros would go to Javier and say, dude, do you want to pitch? You want to start on Sunday? Three days rest? You want to do it? You want to push it? What's he going to say? No. No, I'm going to let my team down. There have been plenty of questions about some of the decisions Dusty Baker has made. And I'm a Dusty Baker guy. I want to see Dusty Baker win the World Series. I've been unabashed about that. The dude deserves it. No offense, Rob Thompson. Nobody knew who you were five months ago. Everybody wants to see, not everybody, a lot of us want to see Dusty Baker win a World Series. But there have been fair questions to be asked. And I think one of the fairest questions that kind of all managers go through is falling back on the best version of someone. And it's particularly tough when we talk about the Astros with Justin Verlander because Verlander was so good this season. He was the best pitcher in baseball all season long. But he has had kind of a shaky history, particularly in the World Series. And he wasn't brilliant during the postseason. You had the opportunity to stack your rotation. Why wouldn't you have been more inclined to try to get Javier lined up to reasonably make two starts. Got questions about that. I got questions about it. But it was still it was still cool. It was still something. Whatever it was, however you want to describe it. Obviously if you're a Phillies fan, it was not those things. It was not cool. It was not I mean I guess you can't make it so it wasn't something. <laughs> like it was definitely something. 
but the rest of us that are somewhere between neutral or, you know, for me and for, I think, a lot of Orioles fans, more inclined to root for the Astros because of the presence of Trey Mancini. I get it. He's not doing anything, but still, he's there. I mean, like, he, you saw him. It was very uh, a need of him to hold the Ryan Miner sign last night. I Look, we can criticize baseball for a lot of things. The stand-up to cancer thing has always been very powerful. I've always thought it was a really remarkable moment. Um, it, it's It's something that They've kind of, you know, they, they came to maybe for the wrong reasons, right? It was a corporate branding opportunity with MasterCard. But it's worked out to create something very unique and very meaningful. And every time they do it, we find ourselves sort of looking at who the names are and what the relationships are and seeing Trey Mancini holding up a sign for Ryan Miner, the former Oriole who was his manager in the minor leagues, who now has stage four colon cancer, just just awful, was special. Knowing his own fight, what he's been through, their relationship, it was a special thing. So for those of us that are more inclined to either be neutral or lean towards rooting for the Astros, it was really neat. It was, it was cool. I found myself, despite the fact that the game wasn't in doubt, wanting to stick around and watch the entirety of the game to see if it was going to happen. This you can call it an anomaly, you can call it whatever you want to call it, but it's it's just something we don't see in baseball. And because of that, it was really cool to witness it. It was really cool to see it play out and you know, does it what does it mean? I don't know. That was the funny part is I, I noticed this after the game was over. It was one of the more muted no hitter celebrations I've ever seen. Not to say they weren't celebrating it, like but they were celebrating it to me the way that they would any win in a World Series, right? Like, I think that the celebration last night would have looked the exact same if they had won 7-2. to two. They won game four of the World Series. It was a pretty must-win game for them. Yeah, it was just relief, really. It's, like, it didn't feel like an electric, we just threw a no-hitter type of celebration because it, it almost can't be in that situation. You acknowledge this doesn't really mean anything if you turn around and lose the next two games. And that's the funny part about it. It's been a weird series this way, right? Like, what happens means as much as what happens the next night. The Phillies stage this dramatic comeback in game one. Are they seizing the series? Are, are they proving that they're just not, they're the hot hand? They're the team that came uh, to life, that came on fire? They're unbeatable? Well, no, and a night later, you were reminded, like, the Astros are still very much a factor in the series. Then the, the, the Phillies get a pivotal game three on a night where the, the Astros can't do anything at the plate, like, anything at all. You're like, man, there's a, there's a chance the series doesn't even get back to Houston. Those of us that bet the Astros on the game line feeling quite stupid. This series could be over in five, and there could be a, a mob scene in Philadelphia on Thursday night. Well, that lasts for one night, and the next night, you turn around and the Phillies can't do anything offensively. So it's been a weird series that way. I don't, I don't know how I feel about it. The Phillies tried to fire a bullet by throwing Aaron Nola last night. And that does 
they're in a, a different situation because Aaron Nola. Um, I I think, I think you could ask Aaron Nola to pitch on in Game Seven. I think you could. I think it's a little bit different than Javier. I think if you. I'm presuming you probably talked about it ahead of time when you made the decision to pitch him in game four. I'm presuming you discussed it. And while Aaron Nola is younger than Justin Verlander, he's already made a good amount of money, right? Like Aaron Nola made $15 million this season. Christian Javier is just getting to arbitration. He hasn't made his money. I think you could ask Aaron Nola probably not to give you six innings in game seven, but I think you got to have a, a conversation ahead of game four and say, dude, could you turn around and pitch game seven or at least give us as much as you got in game seven? And that's, I think that's less awful than asking a pitcher who hasn't made any money. Yeah, any money's unfair. Right? Obviously, these guys are making, even Christian Javier is making more money than I am, right? But you guys understand what I'm saying. Like He's a special talent if doing something like this ends up impacting his arm, it's it's gross that you would have cost him before he had the chance to really cash in on his skill set. Whereas Aaron Nola's had that opportunity. He's really cashed in. He's gotten big money in order to pitch. Signed a four-year, $45 million deal. That's real money. I mean, the way that he's pitched, he could make even more than that, I understand. And maybe he would say, yeah, I don't know if you hear, heard, but uh, I've got another opportunity in a year to maybe make a billion dollars. So I'm going to pass on turning around and starting again in, in three days. I don't think he'll do that. And I don't think it's quite as gross to ask him to do it as it would be to ask Christian Javier. But they tried to fire the bullet by having him start in game four looking to seize the series, right? Like, they wanted to step in and say, if we win this one, if we can win game four, now all of a sudden, they're dejected, they're panicked, their backs are against the wall, and when we throw Cindergard in game five, maybe they're so twisted that we can just finish off the series right here in Philadelphia and be done with it. That backfired. So now... If Justin Verlander can be Justin Verlander again, the Astros have the opportunity instead to seize the series back and go back to Houston knowing they only have to win one game. But the cool thing about this World Series has been there have been different storylines literally every night. If you're the Astros, the thing that you're probably frustrated, I think I saw uh, the stat was they've had at least a 4 nothing lead in three of the four games now. That... Jeez. Yeah, you'd think that if, <laughs> if that's the case, like that, you really got to be ruining game one at this point, right? Like if you just don't blow game one, you're, this thing is basically over. But they blew game one. So, you know, here we are. And the, the Phillies are, despite getting no hit last night, as abysmal as it was, they're very much still in this series. And if they can somehow win tonight, you know, they just got to win one. Remember, I'll even say this. Even if the Astros win the night, remember the Astros were up 3-2 going back to Houston in the 19 World Series against the Nationals. Remember, that was the bizarro year where the road team won every game in the series, which is just That's how it should be. R- sure. <laughs> I've always thought about that, and I've never really asked any Nationals fans. The tricky part with Nationals fans is that, like, 
there isn't the same connection. I'm not, I'm not trying to knock any DC baseball fan. I think there are really great baseball fans in DC, but you haven't had them for your entire life, right? Like, and maybe there's a comparison to be made with the Ravens and when they won their first Super Bowl, right? Like we we didn't have this like emotional attachment to the franchise. They were around for five years, and then they just magically won a Super Bowl. We're like, holy crap! What what is this? It was impossible. It was a miracle. We've described it. This thing. So, I I wonder if in a weird way, it's it's somehow meant slightly less that they didn't get to see their team win a game at home in the World Series. Like they still won the World Series. I'm not trying to take anything away from it. Like I, you win a World Series, you win a World Series, Chief. Like there's no doubt. But is it slightly less enjoyable if you went to all of the home games, you didn't get to see a win, you were depressed at the end of the night. And God knows how much money you spent on tickets in order to do it. Like, I, I just don't know. I don't know how that must feel. And I don't know how to compare it because it sounds like I'm taking a shot and I'm not. I've just always kind of wondered if there are people who are like, dude, I'm really happy we won the World Series. But like, yeah, probably would have meant a little bit more if we could have just won one freaking game at home when I spent $6,000 on tickets to all the games. By the way, shout out. I am going to go to Wisconsin on Saturday. Nice. Oh, it's not nice. I have to f- leave at 6.30 a.m. on Saturday morning, fly to Chicago, then drive two hours to Madison, hopefully getting there on time. The good news is that the tickets to the game are dirt cheap. I, I have no idea what the deal is at Wisconsin. Like I guess just because they're not as good as they normally are, there is far less excitement, and I get it. They're playing Maryland. It's not exactly a marquee matchup. I got the fif- 15th 11 row. 11 a.m. start. All of it, yeah. all of it. I get 15th row behind the Maryland bench for 20 bucks. Congrats. 20 that's bucks. A, that's, that's I wander pretty, on, pretty on one of the, the ticket websites this morning. I'm like, I wonder what these tickets are going to cost. Because I thought about, like, do I call around and ask if there's somebody I know that will give me free tickets, right? Like, I thought about playing that game. And then I wandered over the ticket website. I'm like, oh, my God. They're, they're flooded. <laughs> like, there couldn't be more tickets available. Then I'm like... Maybe I should check the weather and see if there's a reason why these tickets. Knowing me, I just bought tickets to a game. It's going to be 10 degrees and and pouring rain all day in Wisconsin. What on is Saturday. the weather? Is it I haven't. I haven't looked. No, haven't. I haven't looked. I didn't I get feel it. Like it. Someone tell I, me it'll be clear. I literally just bought the tickets right before uh, we started the show today because <laughs> I found um, I found that uh, there was a flight that. I could get the other problem I had is that like I, I had thought about flying into Chicago and then flying out of Milwaukee on Monday. And the problem was to rent a car from Chicago and drop it off in Milwaukee was going to cost you. I, I, I don't understand how these big car companies are still trying to charge an arm and a leg to drop off a car in a different location. But to drive back to Chicago and drop it off there, it was it was like. 30 bucks a day or something like that. It was something very reasonable in order for me to do it that way. So it sucks. It means I got to drive two hours from Chicago to Madison. But um, we're going to go. My wife and I are going to go watch Maryland play Wisconsin on Saturday and do some. Uh, she doesn't know that I'm going to be touring uh, everything related to Chris Farley during the course of the day. I'm going to go visit his grave. I'm going to go see everywhere that Chris Farley uh, performed as he was coming up in his career. And. I'm sure she'll appreciate that. No, she will not. It will mean nothing to her whatsoever. And by the way, I'm going to attempt to do it this way. I'm going to attempt to go, like, just sort of walk around and be like, oh, wow, I've heard of that before. I think that place might be the place where Chris, I'm going to try to make it seem like I didn't know. 
ahead of time. I'm going to lie. It's the answer. I'm going to lie when we do Chris Farley things in Wisconsin this weekend. Gary Stein and Stan the Fan will be with you on Monday for the show because I will be uh, coming back from Wisconsin and going out there to see Maryland play the uh, Badgers on Saturday with Talia Tungavailoa back under center. Looking forward to it. All right. Hey, uh, online sports betting is coming. I mean, in a matter of weeks to Maryland. It's happening, finally. And PressBox will be your source for the best offers and sign-up incentives. Starting now, you can get a $100 pre-registration credit from our friends at FanDuel by going to PressBoxOnline.com offers. The $100 credit is in addition to the new user promo you'll get when they go live. PressBoxOnline.com offers right now to get your $100 FanDuel pre-registration bonus credit PressBoxOnline.com slash offers. We understand you're being inundated right now. You're being bombarded with everybody trying to get you to sign up to bet with them because they know it's coming. So we are trying to do our best to provide you the best sign-up offers. And however it is that you want to go about doing your betting, that's your choice. We understand, but we are just trying to find a location where we offer you the um, the best sign-up offers that you can get as uh, online sports betting goes live here in the state of Maryland. We'll get our first injury report of the week from the Baltimore Ravens today. It's been a long time, right? Normally I don't go eight days without getting an injury report. Of course, the Ravens playing on Thursday night last week down in Tampa, playing on Monday night this coming week. Roquan Smith met with the media yesterday. Nothing that we, nothing particularly significant that we learned from that conversation, but seemed to be excited. Obviously, being a good place, an opportunity to go try to win a Super Bowl this year. We'll see what happens moving forward with Roquan Smith and the Baltimore Ravens, and whether or not they're able to keep him around. Let's chat with uh, one of our favorites here on GCR. This man, of course, NFL Network, NFL.com, and he is very high. On the Ravens' acquisition of Roquan Smith at the deadline, it's a pleasure to welcome back to the program our friend, Mr. Jeff Chidia, who's back with us on GCR. Jeff, it's Glenn and Griffin in Baltimore. It's great to chat with you, man. Thank you, as always, for taking the time for us. Oh, thank you for having me on. Always a pleasure. It's great to chat with you. Um, you seem to be very I, – look, I, I'm in a weird place because in a vacuum – to me, Roquan Smith is a wrecker. He's a game changer. And for as many good football players as the Ravens have, I don't know that we would say they have a ton of game changers, right? They got a quarterback, clearly. They got a tight end. They've got a kicker, right? <laughs> like, I don't know how many yeah. game changers. Adding a game changer at what is not an overwhelming price, I just don't know how that could possibly be anything other than very good for this football team. Yeah, no, I, I agree with you, and, and the price will come. Uh, pretty soon here, I imagine, after the season's over because he wants a lot of money. But for what you're getting and what you need uh, on that team right now, he, he certainly helps. Like, in a perfect world, you, you get a pass rusher. But but those aren't, you know, coming that easily. So to get a Roquan Smith, a player who has been a uh, obviously a very talented tackler and blitzer, very versatile, you know, you look at what they want to do in that defense with, with all their players – versatility is a huge thing. So I think he does give you um, a chess piece for another chess piece for, for Mike McDonald. He does allow you to put maybe less pressure on a Patrick Queen. And, and he gives you a chance. I, I think the AFC North, you know, aside from the Bills and the uh, the Chiefs, the AFC in general, 
is still pretty wide open. And so they've got to figure out how to start playing Raven-style defense again, and adding Roquan Smith, to me, is a really good start. Is there, you know, you bring up what he isn't. They, I, I, and I agree with those things, but he still seems like the type of player. I, I talk about this a lot, Jeff. The Ravens decided to build, you know, from, from the back defensively. They decided yeah. to prioritize the secondary. And I think you and I have had these conversations, right? Like, the way the NFL works is you still need – when the game is on the line, it tends to be that the plays that are made to win football games are made up front, right? Like it's somebody yep. that's able to wreck. Even if he's not a pass rusher, we know he's capable at getting after quarterbacks. We've seen it plenty during the course of his career. Um, do you feel like he's still the type of player that can make that impact play when it's needed in order to win a football game at the end? Oh, yeah. Yeah, I think that that's his calling card, and, and it, can come from, it can come from blitzing. It can come from an open field tackle. It can come from a tackle for loss, come from an interception. Um, you know, when, when that Bears defense was going well, he was right in the middle of all that stuff. And so, yeah, I definitely think he is that kind of player. And you don't mean that. I don't think of the Ravens in the same way that I think of the Bears with their tradition of linebackers and he's the next Ray Lewis. I don't want to go that far with it. But he certainly is, is one of the most talented players at his position. And, and I do think that with the players they have coming off injuries like Tyus Bowser and David Ajabo, we'll see where he can be now he's playing in the NFL. And some of the older guys they have there, like Justin Houston and Jason Pierre-Paul, I mean, there, there is the potential to be able to scheme up a pass rush with a Roquan Smith being a part of that mix. And I remember something Ozzie Newsom told me a long time ago that I always tell people that he used to say that, you know, you – a lot of times sacks come more off confusion than they do mm. come from just having great talent. Mm. <laughs> so so mm. if you're able to really affect an offensive line and confuse them with multiple options, that could be just as effective as having Micah Parsons out there running around. Jeff Chidia from NFL Network and NFL.com is with us here on GCR. By the, it's, it's where I was going next, Jeff, is exactly what you just brought up. Like, dude, trust me, I prefer to have Miles Garrett. That guy's really good. Yeah. Like, yeah. Unfortunately, yeah. those guys largely aren't available, right? Like, we, mm-hmm. we, got, we got blessed uh, having a Terrell Suggs in Baltimore for a long time, but those guys typically don't just, you know, there's not 20 of them in the NFL. What the Ravens have done um, again, I, I get it. I, I was doubting whether or not Justin Houston still had this much left of the tank. He's been phenomenal. He's been awesome this season. He's been excellent. Adding back in a Tyus Bowser, whatever they can get out of David Ajabo as he makes his debut. And again, someone that we all thought was a first-round talent that is going to be on the field in the coming weeks. Um, and the fact that they're freed up a little bit by now knowing they have both Roquan Smith and Patrick Queen in the middle of the field it really does feel like they have built something that, I don't know, the system, the circumstances, whatever, the totality of it can make up for maybe not having that one individual true dominant edge rusher. Yeah, no, I I agree. And I think that's where really a lot of the NFL is going anyway, just because on the one hand, it's really hard to get pass rushers coming out of college who can really step into the NFL and be dominant, um, you know, because at the college level they're doing, they're just, they're just a better athlete than everybody else. They're not seeing great offensive tackles and, you know, different schemes designed to stop them. And so there is an adjustment period there. And, and certainly, so you get a lot more guys like uh, Daffy Owe, who's got great athletic ability, but he's, you know, he's still learning how to do the job. But if you have enough 
players who are like that, who are, you know, really athletic, uh, really skilled or really experienced, like the Justin Houston's of the world, you do have a, a greater chance of, of, of creating a pass rush for, for, for your team. And, and so, yeah, it's, I understand why they have built the team through the secondary. Um, and, and in a lot of ways, that is what the, the league is going. The Rams have done it um, and had success doing it. But you still need to find ways to get to the quarterback when it matters most. Because third down really is where games are won in this league. No question. No question about it. Um, Jeff, the other side of, you know, you say, hey, he's not an edge rusher. The other part of what the Ravens, you know, the totality of the picture at the deadline was a lot of Ravens fans said, yeah, he's also not a wide receiver. And, <laughs> you know, adding in the fact that Rashad Bateman is is, is hurt again, and, and it, we don't know. We have no idea when he might be back on the football field. And the Ravens are going to be going with, you know, Devin Duvernay, who's played well, but certainly isn't like a number one wide receiver in the yeah. league or an outside dominant wide receiver. Demarcus Robinson, who, again, it probably has more to offer than we thought when he was picked up off the scrap heap and – Oh, I don't know, Deshaun Jackson is going to try to be a part of the solution somehow. <laughs> yeah. um, how concerned would you be about what they didn't do offensively versus you know, the, the, the pleasant side of what they did defensively? Well, I mean, there's always going to be the argument that, you know, hey, if you get um, whatever a more explosive receiver, their offense is going to take off. I, I've never thought with this kind of offense that you're going to have to rely upon that kind of talent, that position, you know, one, it, it, it's pricey. Uh, you're about to start playing, your, paying your quarterback a lot of money. But, but two, I mean, if I think this offense would look a lot different if Rashad Bateman was, was able to stay healthy, if J.K. Dobbins was able to stay healthy. I think they have some pieces there that they were relying upon that just haven't happened. Um, and, and really, Mark Andrews in that conversation now, too. So if you have those three guys playing – I think that you're pretty good offensively. I don't. I just don't believe you have to go out and find, make a trade for a receiver to play in an offense that's just not a dominant, prolific passing offense. I hear. I, I just feel like you know. What I mean, I, I just I just think that the pieces are there, and maybe because of injury, even on defense too, with Ojabo and Bowser being hurt, that that affects affected them as well. But I just think so much revolves around the quarterback and being able to play high-level defense there. Well, and I also think it comes back to this Greg Roman offense, right? And, I, you know, for a few weeks, yeah. I, it, it seemed very confusing to me why they brought Greg Roman back because they weren't running a Greg Roman offense, right? And in yeah. the, first, in the yeah. first half against yeah. Tampa, they called 34 pass plays. I'm like, what in the yeah. world is going on? Whereas in the Browns game and in the second half, obviously, on Thursday night, they got back to doing what a Greg Roman offense does and running and running consistently and then mixing in the spots to throw the ball. And, you know, they played their best half of football in the second half against Tampa. And and you start to see, like, well, maybe that's the answer. Maybe the answer is that they're going to rededicate themselves to the Greg Roman offense. And if that's the case, you know, it, that would seem to be the smartest thing to do if you're going to have Greg Roman be your offensive coordinator. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, I would agree with you on that. In fact, I was just, in Seattle last week for the Seahawks Giants game, a game I never thought I would right, be right. covering. Why, why would that be the <laughs> game that you're flying out? Right. Again, um, but but there was something that that I took a note of with Seattle, and that you know when Russell Wilson was there, it was let's let 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 Russ cook, let's you know throw it down the field, DJ DK Metcalf, lock it, and open it up, and they look like the team that Pete Carroll wants them to be, which is run the football quarterback manage the game, uh, play good defense. And, and sometimes I think with the Ravens, there's some of that too with Lamar because he is so talented. 
and he is about to, you know, make a lot of money there that you have to showcase all the things he can do and, and just take him to that next level. And sometimes it's better to be what you are. It's okay to be fine with that. And I agree. I, I watched him in the first game of the season against the Jets, and I thought, man, he is throwing the football a lot right. from a drop back, you know, position. And so maybe they're concerned about getting him hurt um, by running him too much. Maybe they feel like this is the next step in their offense. But and, and I also wonder with that young tight end taking off with Mark Andrews going down, if that doesn't give them another reason to get back into throwing the football to, you know, to bigger personnel. Uh, to offset not having a great receiver. But, yeah, I do think there's a lot to be said for just being who you are. That's what jumped out at me. I guess this always comes back to the question, though, is that enough to break through in a division or in a conference where you're looking up at Kansas City and Buffalo, right? Like, can the Ravens do the run, run, run thing and beat the Bills, beat the Chiefs if necessary, and and get through to win a Super Bowl doing? Well, that, that is going to be the question um, going forward. I mean, I, right now I would say no, just because I, I, living in Kansas City, I've seen the Chiefs in my homes firsthand, and I know what Josh Allen can do with Buffalo. I mean, they've been pretty dynamic. But I also know that the Ravens had a season like that, too. It didn't end in the championship when, they, when Lamar took off, so I've seen that potential in them as well. Um, you know, to be honest with you, I th- I've, I've told people this. I think Philadelphia – is probably the greatest example you can give about what Baltimore can become because what they're doing with Jalen Hurts and what they built around him has been pretty impressive. But, yeah, but they gave but him again, Devontae Smith and, and A.J. Brown in order exactly. to do it, right? <laughs> like, exactly. He's done, a, he's done a rookie deal, yeah. Yeah, that's yeah. the tricky that, no, but, Go ahead. Yeah, Sorry, Jeff. I agree, I agree. But I, I agree with you. It is a tricky thing. and it, it is, when you look at it, it wasn't working – uh, at the start of last year, so they went to a run-dominant offense and made the playoffs, but they still were able to develop and incorporate some of that stuff. And it, 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 at some point, I think at some point, they have to figure out, are we going to be okay with Lamar Jackson doing what he's doing and maybe not having him for a long period of time? Or are they going to um, do things that, you know, make better decisions on defense to find more edge rushers? It's just they're kind of stuck in a weird spot here. But I, I never question the coaching, the talent of the quarterback, or the the tradition there. I, I think they're always going to be in the mix. And and I and look, I completely agree with that. They're always going to be in the mix. I, I come back to like for to your point, what what Philadelphia is doing. They know at some point they're going to have to throw the football. They got really great players. I I still worry yeah. that when this is over, when we get to whenever the Ravens are eliminated, we're going to sit around and say. Look, man, they did everything they needed to do. They ran the ball well. They got into the Greg Roman offense. They won a bunch of games. But when they needed it, they didn't have the guy on the, the difference maker outside yep. of wide receiver they needed to throw the ball to. I, I just I keep worrying about that. Um, hopefully I'll be wrong about it. Uh, Jeff, where, what, what's, in, what's on the schedule for you this week? Where are you going to be headed? Uh, I'm actually going to – I'm actually in Minneapolis right now working on a story on – Ironically, on the importance of number one receivers ha, to ha, an offense, <laughs> um, and uh, so I'm talking to Justin Jefferson here, featuring guys like Tyree Kill and AJ Brown, and mm. what the difference that can mean to mm. an offense. Obviously, scoring's down, but if you have one of those guys, how they can dictate coverage and dictate what a defense does, how still vital they are to. And offense taking off. So, ironically, I'm doing yeah. something on the same thing you're you're bemoaning. I, I bet that's true, Jeff. I bet, I, I bet that's true. At, uh, yeah. Je- at Jeffrey Chidea, J-E-F-F-R-I, 
Chidia on Twitter. Uh, and I know you got a, a podcast with my buddy Seren down in Kansas City. You want to plug that? Yep. Oh, yeah, definitely. The Red Bowl and Gold podcast that we do. It's Chief-centric. We do that on Tuesday nights um, about 10 o'clock Eastern time. And then we also do an NFL-centric um, across-the-league type deal on uh, Wednesday nights, same time, uh, called the Too Deep Podcast. It's myself, Seren Petro, a local uh, radio talk show host in Kansas City, and Eric Eager, um, formerly of um, Pro Football Focus, and now with Sumer Sports, the big shot analytics guy. So we Excellent. cover it from all the, all the angles. Great stuff. Jeff, always appreciate you, man. Thank you for taking the time for us this morning. Let's do it again soon, all right? No problem. No problem. Thank you, man. Jeff Chidia, NFL Network, NFL.com, checking in with us here on GCR. Appreciate him taking the time. The all-new Ginsu Kamado Grill is the perfect ceramic tailgate or home grill for baking, searing, smoking, and grilling all sorts of food. You use the code tailgate at ginsugrills.com. You're going to save $100 on your order. And if you're still wondering about that Ginsu Kamado grill. When the Ravens get back home, and I know it's few and far between this month, there's literally one home game in November, but when they get back home, stop by the game day firehouse, 1202 Ridgely Street, just west of the stadium, and see the Ginsu Kamado grill in action, sample some food, and then register to win your own, as well as $500 worth of grilling meats. The Ginsu Kamado grill, now available. And again, the code is TAILGATE, at ginsugrills.com to save $100. Come back in. It'll be about time for us to make our picks for the week and maybe another side bet thanks to our ridiculous friend Nick Kelly. Find some really incredible things. We'll talk about that next. This is Glenn Clark Radio. The Baltimore County Police Department is hiring. Entry-level officers start at close to $59,000 a year with a $10,000 bonus. Some restrictions apply. Plus a great retirement plan, medical, dental, and vision insurance, advancement to specialized units, tuition reimbursement, 15 sick days earned per calendar year, and even further incentives for military members and veterans. If you have a passion for service and want a career for life, visit JoinBaltimoreCountyPD.com or call 410-887-5542. You must be a United States citizen, possess a valid driver's license, and have a high school diploma or GED equivalent. The Baltimore County Police Department is an equal opportunity employer. Come experience Maryland's number one sportsbook this NFL season at the FanDuel Sportsbook at Live Casino and Hotel, the ultimate place for any sports enthusiast. Take advantage of our 24-7 kiosks, massive video screens, and watch all the action from the best seat in the house. With more money paid out than anyone around, make every moment more at the new FanDuel Sportsbook at Live Casino and Hotel in Hanover, Maryland. Please play responsibly. Gambling problem? Please call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit mdgamblinghelp.org. Glory Days Grill's Oktoberfest menu is now running. It's one of their most popular seasonal menus all year. It features the chicken schnitzel, the Oktoberfest brewer's platter, the brewer's sausage sandwich, the Bavarian burger with a pretzel bun, the cheddar ale soup, the slam dunk pretzels, and the apple cobbler. All of these meals pair well with Oktoberfest beers and Angry Orchard on draft. Dine in or order online at glorydaysgrill.com and pick up your favorites to take home. Glory Days Grill, great food, good sports. That first sip. That first bite. Mm. Start your day off right with a delicious breakfast at Royal Farms. Choose from a fantastic selection of fresh Royal Farms breakfast sandwiches and top it off with a rich hot cup of the freshest coffee in the world. At Royal Farms, breakfast is available day and night. 
It's the freshest breakfast in the world. Real fresh, real fast. Royal Farms. Have you been to Guilford Hall Brewery? Located in Baltimore's Station North neighborhood, Guilford Hall Brewery breaks the craft brew mold with their great handcrafted microbrews and amazing Bavarian-style food selections. Join Guilford Hall seven days a week for Orioles, Ravens, and all of your favorite college games. Make plans now to watch the big games, play trivia, or bring your dog for yappy hour. They even have free valet service on Friday and Saturday nights. Go to guilfordhall.com for a complete schedule of events, beer listings, and food and drink specials. We'll see you at Guilford Hall Brewery. Whether your focus is luxury and comfort, convenience and technologically advanced connectivity, or sporty performance and aggressive styling, we've got the perfect Highlander for you. Check out buyatoyota.com for deals on new Highlanders from your local Toyota dealer today. Receive a free Chick-fil-A chicken sandwich offer card as a thank you when you donate to Toys for Tots on Saturday, November 12th at any of the 13 Baltimore area Chick-fil-A Stuff the Truck event sites. Be one of the first 50 people to donate and you will also get a free t-shirt. For a location list and more information, visit PressBoxOnline.com slash Toy Drive. Tune in to Simply the Bets every Tuesday and weekend at Bookies every other Thursday at 11.40 a.m. And if you really have nothing better to do, keep listening to this show, too. So, Griffin, we haven't heard back from uh, 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 Dixie, Dixie, Dixieland? No, 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 no. No? Nothing back yet? No. Well, I mean, look, you Not know, on, I... on her time, right? Yeah. I know we had also talked about the possibility uh, that if it didn't work out with um, uh, uh, Driving Miss Dixie, that we would maybe try... Um, with Miss Argentina or like Miss Puerto Rico? Ah, yes. But I have bad yes. news. I know uh, those yeah. two were. I was those were next on the list. I know, sure. right? Like I thought that and was. I thought maybe I, I thought that would have done Unfor- more realistic. Unfortunately, they decided to marry each other, Miss Argentina and Miss Puerto Rico. Now married, or they're going to get married, or they got married, right? They they secretly uh, got married. Yeah, I think so. They I think got married. They secretly got married to each other, which is beautiful. Beautiful. They're, they're lovely people. Um, just very bad news for Griffin because we thought that might be next. You know, if it didn't work out with uh, a, 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 the old Dixie girl, then we would go see about Miss Puerto Rico or Miss Argentina. And unfortunately, both now off the market. Um, yeah, uh, that's tough. Just that's it's really tough. I don't really. know. What I don't know what I'm gonna do. I don't know what we, where we <laughs> go next, right? Like, do we have a fourth on the list, or uh, there's it was Dixie, be, Argentina, I, I, Puerto Rico, and then. Where, who was number four on the list exactly? Uh, Where are we going I don't from know. there? I don't. I can't. All right, we'll we'll keep. Cons- I don't know who's. I don't know who the kids are into these days. Um, like I see somebody posting about Selma Hayek. Selma Hayek's posting a, a, a bikini shots at fifty years old, and I'm like, tell me more. <laughs> tell, I think the story was tell, Selma Hayek says she won't stop posting bikini pics in her fifties, and I was like, that that's what a hero looks like. It's a hero right there. I tell you something. I support her. I want that to be known for the record. Write that down, Griffin. That, Write it down. Okay. Channel it. Tweet we it? Used, no, we used to do that for the... Well, if you could find the news story. It was like a news story that said something like, Selma Hayek won't stop. And I was like, Selma Hayek... Uh, has no pl- at fifty five. This is from Yahoo. At fifty five, Selma Hayek has no plans to stop posting bikini pictures. That's, that's pretty good. Yeah. So what, that you know what? Sometimes in this world, a hero comes along, and I want to I want to applaud Selma Hayek for being the hero that we need in our times. 
uh, today's show. Oh, you know what? How about uh, if you missed it last night, Stan the Fan, Charles, and Gary Stein caught up with Sarah Ellison of the Raven's Vault podcast. You can find that right now. YouTube.com slash PressBoxOnline, PressBoxOnline.com slash video, or Facebook.com slash PressBoxSports. Stan and Ross Grimsley caught up with former Orioles Shane Turner. Talk a little or- World Series earlier in the week. Again, both those shows are available in those locations. World Series Game 5 is tonight. Didn't work out. I do wonder. I was talking about traveling to Wisconsin. I wonder if there were any... Philly fans that were planning to travel down to Houston for the football game tonight and then what was supposed to be game six and seven tomorrow and Saturday. And now it's gotten screwed up because the baseball there's another baseball game. And I just wonder if there's anyone who made plans to do all of that with the Texans and the Eagles playing tonight. Do you know the Texans and the Eagles are playing tonight? Watching the game last Thursday night, I feel like they didn't mention it at all. Uh, I, I I had a clue. Thankfully, all the thankfully I I I almost forgot. But yeah, all of the all the games to do like the the super promos for Texans Eagles. Like I get it, the Eagles are good. The Texans are very much not, and they were going heavy on the promotion of that game on uh, Thursday Night Football last week. It is time for us to make our picks for the week. Joining us once again, he is our buddy Ken Zalis. What's going on, KZ? How are you, my friends? What's up, guys? Uh, How's everybody? No longer in first place by yourself in our picks contests. Ten games clear of uh, of Warrenberger, that's all I'm worried about. That is the part that matters. Are Are you feeling the heat now that I've caught up to you? I've tied you up at the top? No, I, I took some risks last week, um, so not really. All right. I, 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 uh, my, my goal with all of this every year <laughs> is not to finish last. That the is... money would be nice. The money was would be really nice, but <laughs> the punishment is worse. <laughs> all right, so uh, Casey told us that he would be on board for doing a, a side bet with us, but he needed it to be kosher. So our friend cool. Nick Kelly, who I've got to start asking questions about at some point, and I love Nick. Oh my Nick's, God. Nick's one of my favorites. <laughs> He's been one of my favorites for years. He's been with us for a decade, if not longer than that. Love Nick Kelly. But I got a lot of questions about some of these things that he finds. Nick Kelly sent me two potential options. The okay. Fir- the first one is a mayo and mint apple jelly sandwich, which – Definitely sounds terrible. Apple jelly? Mint apple jelly. Oh. Mayo mint? and mint apple jelly sandwich. What? Now, the problem is, like, as gross as it seems, I, I think, like, the fir- after you get past the first bite, it's, it's just basically eating a sandwich, right? Like, I don't know. No. I don't know how I feel oh, about yeah. that. Um, the other, and I'm not sure, th- this is one of the weirdest things I've ever seen in my life, and I'm going to show Griffin the picture. It's apparently called a candle salad. Now it does not involve candles. We're not going to be eating candle wax. It's it it's they make it look like a candle. It's lettuce leaves, a pineapple ring, a banana, a maraschino cherry, and mayonnaise to re- replace the melted wax. It looks like Ugh. that. That's the candle salad. What, now, what is the thing in the? the- it's a banana. Uh, it's why, banana. Why, why, what is the fascination with the mayonnaise and Nick Kelly? I, well, first <laughs> of all, 
that's okay. Like you, you know, I found mayonnaise to be truly disgusting. The, the deplorable. I know, but it's a deplorable uh, con- it's, condiment. Oh so I think God. what he's figured it's out horrible. is he knows if he sends anything that involves mayonnaise, you'll freak out. I'm going to be disgusted by it. It'll, like if he sends something with barbecue sauce, I'll just be like, "Yeah, that sounds tasty. Let's go ahead and do it." Um, so I think he knows what he's doing. I I don't know. Can you find mint apple jelly at like your neighborhood grocer? I don't even know if that's how easy that would be for Griffin to track down. So the the point of this is: Are you available to come in next Thursday, Casey? Uh, that is the tenth, correct? Yes, that would be the tenth. Heck is me. Yeah, I believe I I believe so. By the way, I believe our friend John from Little Rock is going to stop by the studio next Thursday as well. I haven't seen John in a long time. I'm looking forward. This is a true story. John and I once uh, slept together. We slept in the same hotel room. Well, and we slept in the same hotel room, and we didn't know each other at the time. It was one night we both went to the the, the Ravens Texans game, and a mutual friend was like, "Hey, dude, uh, my buddy's here. He's got an extra uh, uh, a bed in his hotel room. You don't have to get a room. Do you just want to sleep in the other bed in his hotel room?" And I was and like, "You decided sure. to sleep together." Yeah, we decided to sleep. <laughs> yeah, we were like, "Why? Why two beds?" No, I love John. John's a great guy. I think he's going to come by next Thursday. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm I'm good next Thursday. If if we can find. The mint, because that would give us time that we need to order it. We could order it, I guess. It is like, on Amazon for twenty seven dollars. Well, we should probably look to see if we can't get it for. We should a, a probably more go re- to a yeah, yeah. a more reasonable <laughs> price. All right, but the point is, you don't sure. have to get it on Sunday night, Griffin. You could get it, right. you know, like we would have time that we would be able to acquire it, or maybe we tell Nick Kelly he's got to be the one to acquire <laughs> it because he's responsible for all this nonsense. So we'll do next Thursday, and I believe it's got to be a healthy amount of both. Like that's the part that I think we like. In order to make it truly disgusting, so it's mayonnaise and mint apple jelly. Mayonnaise on and mint apple jelly on a sandwich, and I think we need to make it a healthy amount of both items. Okay. Are we on? Are we on? Are we good with that? Sure. All right. So the way this works, loser between the three, whoever has the worst performance of the week, is the one to consume. If there's a tie, we both consume or. All three of us. So if all three of us go 9-0 and this week, if we all pick the games the exact same way, get them all correctly, then we'd all three have to come in here and eat the sandwich. Anyway. I'd, I'd like to add a caveat to this. If all three of us go 9-0, Nick Kelly has to eat the sandwich. Done. <laughs> Done. <laughs> I'd say if all three of us go 7-2 and or better than Nick Kelly has I know. to eat the sandwich. Um, <laughs> Yeah, I, I, uh, I, I, yeah. I, Proctor says the flavor profile might not be awful, but where is the texture in that sandwich? Well, there would definitely be no texture. It's just gloop. I mean, you're just eating gloop. I don't know what the flavor profile. I've never had uh, mint apple jelly in my life. I don't know what it tastes I, like. I have not. I've never yeah, There's a lot of different like variations of j- apple jelly, or like just apple jelly, or just mint jelly. But the only mint apple jelly i can see so far is on amazon all right well if we need to, we'll, right, fig- we'll it, figure it out we'll it. figure it out all right or we'll put nick kelly in charge <laughs> that's the way there's that apple go. jalapeno jelly well that's a different thing altogether and i think i've tried apple jalapeno jelly oh, really? actually i think i have all right very good that's gonna be the side bet for this week let's uh, recap coming into this week uh ken and i are tied atop the table we are both 40 and 37 killing it 40 and 37 killing it Killing it, making money. Hey, man, as I keep saying, <laughs> if I can just keep going five and four, I'm going to feel great. I'm going to feel really good. 
Uh, John Proctor and Paul Valley are now both three games back at 37 and 40. Griffin is four games back at 36 and 41. Kyle Ottenheimer is now the vice worm. You uh, saw that coming. Mm, KO, former mm. champion He's slowly been of dropping. the picks contest mm. from the grave, 35 and 42, five games back, but also five games clear of the worm <laughs> at the moment. Andrew Stecco, who is 10 games back at 30 and 47. How, Sway? How? 30 and 47. Andrew Stecco, 10 games back. This despite him getting a lone wolf pick last week. That's how bad things are. Um, uh, we're playing for a little bit of cash at the top of the table. At the bottom of the table, we're trying to avoid being the worm, the man that has to come in here, eat a worm burger as prepared by our friend Tim in Bel Air. He will also uh, have to perform the worm, the Scotty Too Hottie worm, get a stink face Rikishi style, all while dressed as the worm Dennis Rodman from his wedding dress uh, era of his career. Uh, this was this was interesting. John Proctor asked earlier in the week, do you think that Jeremy Kahn would willing to come in to be the one we perform the worm on and then give the stink face? And my guess is yes. I, I don't I don't want to put the words in his mouth, but if I know Jeremy Kahn, the answer is yes. He would be willing to come in here and do that. So I'll I'll run that by him. But if I have to make an assumption, the assumption is that he'll do it. We've got uh, three college games and six NFL games to pick, as always. Where are we going first? We are starting where Glenn Clark will be this weekend, Madison, Wisconsin. That's right. The Badgers. Ho- hopefully. Okay, I hopefully. Have one not s- locked in yet. I, like, no, I bought the tickets. Okay. One, one small flight delay. Oh, uh, okay. From, right. Or a little bit of traffic between Chicago and Madison from this all falling apart like a house of cards. <laughs> Uh, Maryland at Wisconsin, uh, noon on Big Ten Network. Wisconsin getting four and a half at home. <sighs> Wisconsin's getting four and a half at home? They are, or sorry, laying four I was and a half. Say, my fault, my fault. I was like, that's a big my difference. Fault, my fault. Man, Wisconsin definitely has been better since the Jim Leonard took over. That's the difficult part because, like, Wisconsin stunk, right? And you were like, mm-hmm. at one point, we were looking at this game on Maryland's schedule and being like, oh, this is a great tune up for uh, this, is a, <laughs> this is a win. Like, go get this one and then, yeah, get ready for Penn State and Ohio State in the two weeks that follow. But then all of a sudden, Wisconsin fires their head coach. They give the job to Jim Leonard and, you know, they win two out of their next three. They did still lose to Michigan State, however, and Michigan State stinks. <sighs> but they beat Purdue, who beat Maryland. I I I know what I know what Ken's gonna do just because he's a bad guy, <laughs> and and I know the power that Ken now holds by <laughs> by picking Maryland. He might guarantee that Wisconsin covers. This feels like the two teams are even enough that you should just play the points, right? Like it feels like I don't I don't feel great about Maryland's chances of winning, but I don't think Wisconsin is so much better than Maryland that having four points to play with. I feel like the smart bet is to play Maryland here. So I'm going to play Maryland, despite the fact that Ken's going to ruin everybody's fun here in a second. How am I going to ruin the fun? Is I mean, Maryland's a bowl. Maryland is bowl team. They're, they're vying for a major bowl. Yeah, that's true. I mean, have you, looked at, have you looked at their schedule? Like, they should only lose one more game. Well, I, they've got both Penn State and Ohio State, Chief. They're probably going to lose both of those uh, games. Nah. Nah. No way. <laughs> this is now he's doing a Forrester bit. This is gone. Now, now, there's no way. 
Come on. I'm taking the Terps. Wow. Go Terps. You, you are a terrible human. What a wretched person you are. Just an awful, awful guy. Should have done this years ago. I hate it. Uh, I, I do like the Terps a lot in this one. Uh, I think they have a chance to win it. Um, I, I definitely think they yeah, have a yeah. chance to win it. I don't feel good about it. It's just, I, feel, I, I feel like I feel better than you do. You definitely do. Yeah. I don't feel yeah. good about it at all. I like them. I, I think they got a good chance straight up. Uh, but, yeah, so Ken on the Terps. Also, the last time I made a long trip to a Maryland game was when I was uh, in college. I drove all the way down to Atlanta to see Maryland play Georgia Tech on a Thursday night when Maryland was good. Mm. And I don't remember who the quarterback mm. was, but whoever it was got hurt, and they had to play like Jamar Robinson or somebody like that at quarterback, and they scored three points. And lost to Georgia Tech on a Thursday night when I had driven all the way to Atlanta when I was broke in order to watch the game. Sounds so like I don't have game. a great – I was there for a couple of the bowl games. I was there for the Peach Bowl. I was there for the Gator Bowl. So I have traveled to see Maryland play when they've won. But the last time I made the trip, it did not go Can well. Can you go this year when they play Kentucky and Duke's Mayo Bowl? That's right. The, the legendary Duke's Mayo Bowl. Nothing grosser. I'm going to have them pour the mayo on my head. <laughs> what if Maryland is in a Where's the bowl? mint apple jelly? I would love um, it. If, it. if it was Nashville, I might be willing to make the trip. Uh, everyone is on the Terps. Clean sweep. Ah, Clean sweep. Ah, everyone ah, on so, Maryland. Ken, you know what? You can't really ruin anybody's yeah. day with this one. I can't. Like, I, 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 I mean, can't. I guess you can ruin Maryland fans' day. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. As far as uh, next up at 2 p.m., Temple hosts USF. I need Temple to win this one. Everyone oh, likes right, Temple. Of, wait a second. What? <laughs> so we, this like, is, we all like Temple. This is not one of our picks, is it? No, it's not. Right, Temple right, Temple getting points right, at home settle, against USF. Nobody, only chance nobody to win cares about that. Uh, the real one, number one, Tennessee goes to Georgia, number three Bulldogs, 3.30 on CBS. Georgia uh, laying eight and a half at home against the number one team in the country, Tennessee. Man, I have no idea. I, I guess it's going to have to be a play the points thing as well. Like, I, I, I do get the line i get that georgia is has proven it i i mean tennessee just pounded kentucky and beat alabama eight and a half points i have you have to take tennessee don't you you have to take tennessee yeah i i i don't like betting against bama or or georgia on a regular basis but tennessee is passed the eye test for me uh, Georgia just lost, I believe, their starting linebacker. Yeah, Is that, uh, yeah I think that's right. See that somewhere? Um, I, I, I really enjoy watching Tennessee play football right now. So I, eight and a half, that, that's good enough for me. I mean, I, you can't – I don't know how you how you go against that right no, now. So Nolan, give me, Nolan Smith. Is the player you're thinking of? Yes. Yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah. I, I think Georgia is the best team in the country. Um, they, I mean, I mean, but you know, everything tells you you should be on Tennessee with that because they've been playing so well. But I just think, I mean, I think Georgia is the best team in the country, and I think the, I mean, eight and a half is such a large number, and I feel like Vegas knows something we don't. I'm gonna, I'm gonna stay on the Bulldogs. All right. Take, Take Georgia. All right, I get that. The Vegas uh, knows something we don't. Worked yeah. out last week in the Jets-Patriots thing. So it will be me and Paul, the lone Bulldog backers. Right, you know this what, man? Week. I get it. I get it. Defending national champions it seems smart. Seems smart, but still eight and a half points. Mm-hmm. All Every, right. Everybody else on Tennessee, yep. me and Paul on Georgia. Then finally, number six, Alabama going into Death Valley against uh, LSU and the Tigers, number 10 LSU. I should point out, by the way, the picks are also brought to you this week by your local Toyota dealer and by a Toyota.com. The Toyota Tacoma comes in a range of models and a trim lines so you can choose the perfect Tacoma to reflect your unique personality and driving habits. Check out buyatoyota.com for deals on new Tacomas from your local Toyota dealer today. 
I, I, LSU getting 12 and a half at home. I didn't realize that LSU was the number 10 team in the country. Like, I, I have no idea where that came from. That popped up on me. but And I get that Alabama has been kind of disappointing this season, but you're still asking me to pick against Alabama, and I will not. Alabama. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm not betting against Alabama. I don't, I don't really – I watched LSU twice this year. And the fact that you just told me they're ten in the country I have no is idea. like where, my, where did that my come from? like total like totally mind boggling to me because I believe I've watched them lose at least twice. So I don't I don't even know what the record is, but I know I watched them lose twice and I think barely beat somebody else that I don't think is well, good. You're, you're yeah. right. So, they're, they're six and they're two. Six and two. They lost to Florida State in week one of the season. Yeah, that's the barely yeah. Now, right. now, for what it's worth, their only other loss was to Tennessee, right? They they, they did barely. But, the, but the, uh, they were just, uh, again, the games I watched were just, they're just awful. And they pounded just, a good old Miss team last week, which is what They did. Maybe that's what got them in the top ten. I don't I don't know. Yeah. I'm, gonna, uh, I'm not going against. I'm not going against Bama. I'll take Bama. Yeah, I'm with you guys. I think they need to have statement wins the rest of the way. I think they beat LSU by a lot. Uh, I am on Alabama. Uh, Glenn, Ken on Alabama. Paul and John Proctor on LSU. Kyle and Andrew Stecka also on and Alabama. And by the way, it's worth pointing out, they were number 10 in the CFP rankings. They're like the number 15 team in, in the poll AP, in yeah. the country. But no, they're, oh, right. They're gotcha, number gotcha, 10 gotcha. in the CFP rankings, which... In fairness, are the ones that actually... They're the only rankings yeah, that matter. They're the ones that actually matter. They're just not the one that you use when you announce... It, it, the system's so screwy. It's yeah, so, it's so stupid. So, uh, so, so Proctor and Paul both on uh, both on LSU. All right, it is a lot of points. Mm-hmm. It's twelve and a half points. I get it at to, LSU on in prime time. Like I, I yeah. get it. Uh, to the NFL, Los Angeles Chargers at the Atlanta Falcons Sunday at one o'clock on Fox. The Falcons getting three points at home. Wet <sighs> mm. West Coast team one o'clock. Falcons have covered a lot this season. Chargers have been disappointing. Justin Herbert has not seemed right, but they are coming off a bye. But I'm getting three points. Falcons. Yeah, I'm going to go Chargers for all the reasons you just said. Uh, coming off the bye, uh, they, the Chargers have been a little bit disappointing this year. They really tried um, of a team that – I think most people think is is one of the top five teams in the AFC. So, I, I Atlanta just can't stop anybody defensively. Um, so I'm going to take the Chargers. All right, uh, I'm with you on the Falcons. Uh, not, I guess, I mean, just that I don't like the Chargers a whole lot. They have no Keenan Allen, no Mike like Mike Williams this week. So yeah, Falcons can run them out, run run the ball really well, and uh, I think they'll do it. So, me and Glenn on the Falcons, everybody else on the Chargers. Uh, you know what I like? That's the first time I've picked differently than Andrew Stecka this week. So, that is the good no, news. good job. That is the good news, because we were 3-for-3 three three on college picks together, which means we going 0-3, Ken. <laughs> no. uh, also at 1 o'clock on Fox, the Vikings taking on the Washington Commies. Uh, Viking, or Commanders, getting 3.5 at home against the Vikings. <sighs> I know the Commanders have played better with Taylor Heineke as their quarterback, and I know they're getting three and a half points at home. I just, I feel like Kirk Cousins at one o'clock on a Sunday afternoon is like a sacred thing, and I just can't pick against it. So, Vikings. Yeah, I, I, I think the, the Washington team has been kind of that horseshoe. It, it has been well placed. Yes. 
for about a month for about a month now. And 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 Minnesota's a good team coming off the bye. They just made a big move to get another offensive weapon in Hawkinson. Um, I, I I like the Vikings. I like the Vikings as well. We will have our first lone wolf pick of the week. Ooh. Uh, Andrew Stecka predictably has to pick the Commanders <laughs> this week. You know, uh, look, man, <laughs> yep. and, uh, hey. let's be hey. fair. Lone Wolves had a pretty good week last week, other than Ken, who was lone wolf on the Rams. Uh, lone Wolves went 2-1, two and uh, two and one. so, you know, it might not be the worst thing for him to be a lone wolf. Uh, then Buffalo at the New York Jets. Jets getting 12.5 at home against the Buffalo Bills. Jesus. Twelve and a half. I look and I get it. Zach Wilson stinks, right? Like I get that, but twelve and a half against a Bills team who was shameful in their failure to cover a week ago. <laughs> shameful, embarrassing. Yeah, you probably should. What a pathetic him. effort, failing to cover at home. God, that stunk. Give me the Bills. <laughs> yeah, I, I can't do it either. I bet. Big number. It's big a deal. massive number. Uh, it, could, it, could pro- it could probably be 20, and I'd probably still take the Bills in this game. Yeah. I'll be taking the Bills as well. Back to back lone wolf picks for Andrew Stecka. He's on the Jets. There you go. But it could, yeah. could be his opening. It's a good here. strategy. Could be his opening. Uh, into the four o'clock window at And he's doing it on 12 and a half points, right? Yeah. Like any bizarre thing. And, and, and 12 and a half points for a team that's been good this year, right? Like. Mm-hmm. Go ahead. 425 CBS. Uh, Buccaneers host the Los Angeles Rams. Uh, Tampa Bay laying three at home. Mm-hmm. By the way, I believe this is the national TV game in the 4 o'clock window. So. Yep. So there's only two 4 o'clock games. Enjoy, enjoy your Sunday afternoon. Maybe it's a good week to go visit an apple orchard or something like that. I don't know. Uh, make some mint apple jelly. Yeah, make some mint apple jelly and then drop which it I, off. Which I guess might be might be easier for me to do. I'm seeing like recipes for it. And Are you really going to attempt to make I, mint apple jelly? I don't plan on yeah, it. Yeah, I mean seriously. But. Uh, I have no idea. Is the answer on this one? Like, oh, who are these teams? I I think inherently. So there's a couple things in play here. One, while it's a West Coast team going east, it's not a one o'clock game, right? So. There's a bit of a benefit to the Rams in that way. But honest to God, what are the Rams? What are they? It, the, the best news is they don't have to worry about the fact they don't get a home field advantage. Like they, When they're at home, they get embarrassed and there's 30,000 or, or 50,000 fans of the opposing team there. On the road, they probably feel more normal. <laughs> like, oh, this is the way it's supposed to go. What are, the, what are any of these teams? I, I, don't, I don't know. I don't know. The Buccaneers are at... Just pass. God damn, man. This is an impossible pick to make. It's impossible. I, I, I guess somebody would say the smart thing to do is to play the points, but it's only three, right? Like, it, if it was three and a half, it'd be easy. You'd just say, take the Rams, play the points. The Buccaneers have a little bit more rest. They played on Buccaneers, I guess. I don't know. I don't feel good about any of it. It's... I don't either, but I'm getting three. So I'll yeah, take the Rams. Fine. I, I, I just, I, I feel this, this like just feels like a push for all of us anyway. Uh, it just, both these teams have been so disappointing, but I, I, the difference for me is that one quarterback looks like he wants to play and the other one doesn't. So okay. I'll take the Rams. That's fair. Uh, yeah. One of them, well, one of them does have, do does have Tom Brady. So I can't go against him. I'll take the Bucks. Glenn and I on the Bucks. Paul is on the Rams. Proctor on the Bucks. Kyle on the Bucks. Stecco on the Bucks. 
So KZ on the Rams and Paul on the Rams. Those are the two on the Rams. Okay. Titans at the Chiefs Sunday night on NBC. Kansas City uh, uh, laying 12.5 at home against the Tennessee Titans. The 5-2 and two Tennessee Titans. Like, this is a weird one to me, right? Do we know about Ryan Tannehill yet? I no. don't think so, no. I, I feel really weird about this because I feel like with Ryan Tannehill, I'd like the Titans here. I, I just think they're still going to try to run the ball a ton, obviously, right? Like th- That would still be the plan, would be to run the ball a bunch, try to keep scoring down a bit, and that plays into the number of 12.5. And, and remember, the Chiefs failing to cover has been like a trope that we have talked about a lot over the years, that for as good as they are, when the numbers are big, they don't tend to cover them. But if it's Malik Willis, I mean, I haven't seen anything in Malik Willis. And he was a guy I liked, right? Like, I was, in fact, I was on board with the idea that at some point this season, they might end up going to Malik Willis anyway. But, I mean, we haven't seen anything from Malik Willis on the field that's made us say that, like, if they need him to make plays yet, that he's ready to make plays. This is a really difficult pick to make because of it. Um, Ryan Tannehill apparently was on the practice field. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna take the Titans. I'm gonna, I'm gonna take the idea that if Ryan Tannehill plays, the Titans figure out a way to cover this number. I don't think they win, but I think they figure out a way to cover this number with Ryan Tannehill. Give me Tennessee. So. I look at this game almost backwards of everything you just said. And the reason I look at it backwards is because Tannehill is playing, I feel like historically the coaches trust him to throw the ball more, which is exactly the opposite of what Tennessee should do. And if they're playing with Malik Willis, they pretty not have as much as, as quick um, – a get a, get away from the run game um, because they don't want him throwing 30 times a game. That Tannehill, I expect Tannehill to play. Therefore, I expect the Titans to get absolutely blown out. Right. And I'll take I'll take KC because right. I I think I think they get down. They they've shown in the past when when Tannehill's there, if they get down 14, all of a sudden they forget that Derrick Henry's back there and can just go 70 yards at any point and they allow him to throw the ball more. I don't think that's a good plan this week against Kansas City. I'm not, you're not allowed to change your pick now. I just want to give you this number because it sort of backs up one of the things I was talking about with the Chiefs. Chiefs are just 7-13 uh, and 13 against, They're the, awful. against the spread at home since the beginning of 2020. I, I, I know. We talk about it all the time. I, I just don't think this is a very – I think this is a one-trick Titans team. And and you can throw all over them. Their secondary is terrible, um, and I I just I just Tannehill's there. They're going to say, okay, we got to get back in the game. Let's let him throw, and that's all not going right. to work. Yeah, I mean, uh, I think the Chiefs are still the Chiefs. Um, as soon as uh, like as soon as the Titans go down by a couple scores, I think they're pretty much out of it. So I think the Chiefs should be able to hold on. And I mean, they got to cover at some point. So I will take the Chiefs. Uh, Proctor, Kyle, Stecka, and KZ on the Chiefs. Only two on the Titans, Glenn and Paul. You've, yeah, but you've got Stecka, so. Mm. Yeah, we'll see. Mm. That's so true. Very sorry. So we will very see. We sorry. Will see. Finally, uh, Monday night in New Orleans, Ravens at the Saints on ESPN. Uh, the Saints are getting two and a half at home. 
that number again, if that number was three and a half, I I don't know. I might I I might, but at two and a half, Ravens. Like I don't you know I don't feel great about the Ravens. I don't know how anybody could, especially you know given the the injury situation and who they may or may not play, knowing the buy is coming behind it. But I don't know. I think I've seen enough that that if they can remember who they were in the second half against the Buccaneers, they should be able to do similar things. I, I give the Saints defense credit. It's very good. It's very good. I just I don't know. I don't. There's nothing here that would lead me to not bet the Ravens. So give me the Ravens. So I apologize for this question ahead of time. But are we buying the game plan, the the, the stuff coming out of the castle? Not a chance. That the, the, I mean, okay. It, I just want I just want to see where we I, all were. Hang on, hang on, <laughs> there you go. There's there's a twofold there. If it's true, it's insane. So, like, almost yeah. for my own sanity, I'm choosing to believe it's just hogwash, right? Like, like because it's so much worse if they're telling the truth. If they're telling the right, truth it is. about what it the is. game plan was on Thursday night, they should have gotten their asses kicked, right? Like, they should have been down by three scores and left saying, huh, why did we do that? Like, that's the, it's the dumbest thing I've ever heard. The dumbest thing I've ever heard. But they're all singing from the same songbook, so good for them. Hey, man, yeah, be on, um, be on board, right? Be on board, right. It's just it's just the most ludicrous thing I've ever heard in my life. Um, <laughs> maybe he'll do it again. Um, uh, I, it, I agree with you. It's only, it's only two and a half. This, this is not... This is not in the Ravens' historical wheel wheelhouse as far as going on the road in a primetime atmosphere and winning football games recently, at least. So there, there's some hesitation. We don't know who's going to play. We don't know if Gus is playing. We don't know if Andrews is playing. I will say this. I did enjoy the second half last week simply because, and not because they got back to their roots and they ran the ball so much, but you got away from the tunnel vision and you found that, oh, my God, there are other guys that can actually get open and catch the ball. I mean, Duvernay and Prochet and and likely, you know, making plays when you gave them opportunities is like, oh, really? I mean, we've been kind of screaming about that all year, but everything goes through Andrews. Um, so maybe they found a little something offensively if they if they watch the tape. Uh, it's only two and a half. I'll take the Ravens. Don't feel good about it, but I, I'll take the Ravens. All right. Yeah. Add Demarcus Robinson to that list. Uh, I mean, I think the Ravens. Yeah, are, Robinson. Yeah. yeah. I think the Ravens are a really good team. We don't know if they're a great team yet, but I think they're much better than the Saints. So I will take the Ravens alongside everybody else. We are all on the Ravens. All right. Huh. That's huh. that's yeah. that's where we are. I, uh, I I don't know where we're finding the mint apple jelly, but that is again the side. Bet for the week for KZ Griffin and I, loser is going to have to eat, or losers will have to eat a healthy amount of mayo and mint apple jelly on a sandwich together. We will see how that goes. And if we all go 9-0, and Nick Kelly has to come in and consume it instead. Yeah, which I just decided for him. Well, we can't, well, we can't do that because of the way we picked. Oh, that's right. He's we picked it. Damn it. Damn it. All right. Uh, good news for you, Nick Kelly. All right, buddy. Uh, everything good in your world? Everything's good. You know, busy, busy time of the year, and, you know, we'll see what happens on Tuesday. We will see you in studio <laughs> next Thursday. We will look, yes. for, we will look You'll forward have to, to that. Could, so, could somebody please text me where you all are? Yeah, now? we are I in a new location. <laughs> and we changed the locks and everything. We didn't want you here. Yeah, you yeah, yeah, yeah. You quit on us, you son of a bitch. You're not allowed back. Yeah. All right, buddy. <laughs> At Fans Fantasy on Twitter is still how you follow them. Love you, pal. We'll talk to you next week.
Okay, thanks. That's, that's our buddy Ken Zalas checking in with us for picks this week. Picks were also brought to you by the FanDuel Sportsbook at Live Casino and Hotel Maryland. Best place to watch and bet on all of the games is the FanDuel Sportsbook at Live Casino and Hotel. They've got same-game parlay plus betting available for you. You can put both sides of a game, so both teams in the same game now, in your same-game parlay bet. You can bet up 25 legs of a same-game parlay bet. They just had a $700,000 winner in the FanDuel Sportsbook at Live Casino and Hotel Maryland this weekend. You, too, can be a big winner. Real people win real money in the FanDuel Sportsbook at Live Casino and Hotel. If you want, for example, this Sunday with the Ravens not playing, you just want somewhere to hang out, watch all of the games, bet on all the games all day long, email events at sportssocialmd.com in order to reserve your spot. When we come back in, um, we're going to hear from Tyus Bowser and Chuck Clark. Segment number two of the Tyus Bowser Show will be on the way next. It's Glenn Clark Radio. Receive a free Chick-fil-A chicken sandwich offer card as a thank you when you donate to Toys for Tots on Saturday, November 12th at any of the 13 Baltimore-area Chick-fil-A Stuff the Truck event sites. Be one of the first 50 people to donate, and you will also get a free T-shirt. For a location list and more information, visit PressBoxOnline.com slash ToyDrive. Come experience Maryland's number one sportsbook this NFL season at the FanDuel Sportsbook at Live Casino and Hotel, the ultimate place for any sports enthusiast. Take advantage of our 24-7 kiosks, massive video screens, and watch all the action from the best seat in the house. With more money paid out than anyone around, make every moment more at the new FanDuel Sportsbook at Live Casino and Hotel in Hanover, Maryland. Please play responsibly. Gambling problem? Please call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit mdgamblinghelp.org. The Baltimore County Police Department is hiring. Entry-level officers start at close to $59,000 a year with a $10,000 bonus. Some restrictions apply. Plus a great retirement plan, medical, dental, and vision insurance, advancement to specialized units, tuition reimbursement, 15 sick days earned per calendar year, and even further incentives for military members and veterans. If you have a passion for service and want a career for life, visit JoinBaltimorePD.com or call 410-887-5542. You must be a United States citizen, possess a valid driver's license, and have a high school diploma or GED equivalent. The Baltimore County Police Department is an equal opportunity employer. Make the most out of every day in your Toyota RAV4. Available in hybrid or gas-only models. A RAV4 can get you where you want to go in style. Check out buyatoyota.com for deals on new RAV4s from your local Toyota dealer today. The latest edition of Press Box is available now. On the cover, New Maryland basketball coach Kevin Willard sits down with Stan Charles and Glenn Clark to discuss the situation he inherited in College Park and how he plans to get the program turned around. Also, inside, we introduce you to men's and women's college basketball players from all of the teams in the area. And Bo Smoka profiles Ravens receiver Devin DuVernay. Press Box is available for free at over 500 area locations, including 60 Royal Farm stores, and you can always find the entire edition as well as the best daily coverage of the Orioles, Ravens, and Terps at PressBoxOnline.com. Experience the best in Kamado Grilling, a complete outdoor cooking appliance. The Ginsu Kamado Grill allows anyone to sear, grill, bake, and smoke all types of food. Designed for efficiency and function, the Ginsu Kamado Grill upholds the enduring legacy of the iconic Ginsu brand. The Ginsu Kamado Grill is perfect to cook all year round, is great for parties, and ideal for tailgating with your friends. Reserve your Ginsu Kamado Grill today at GinsuGrills.com and get $100 off on your pre-order when you use the promo code 
code TAILGATE. That's GinsuGrills.com. Reserve yours today. Join Glenn at halftime of every Ravens game for the Project Game Day Halftime Show at Facebook.com slash PressBoxSports. We apologize in advance. There's not much we can do about his face. Which always seems very mean whenever whenever we I just I'm like, really? Is that necessary? Do we need to do it that way? It doesn't feel right. Hey, uh, the code, again, is tailgate. Go to ginsugrills.com. Use that code, and you will save $100 when you pre-order your Ginsu Kamado Grill. Great. Awesome. I mean, Griffin has, has consumed so much uh, Ginsu Grill. When you're sp- spokesmodeling, Right, like when you're sure. out there, yeah, and yeah. you normally do it shirtless, correct? So um, it's more the way that it goes. Depends. Okay, depends, all right. Depends. But when you're not sp- always, when, I'll just say that not always. All right, but when you're out there, like how many do you sneak for for Griffin? Uh, a the, good bit. A good yeah, bit. I was. I, say. I can't lie. I mean, it's it's a pretty it's a pretty good amount. It's pretty great. Yeah, right? We make a ton yeah. of sausage so that everyone right, can why have. Would, some. Why wouldn't you just yeah. say, "Here's one for you, one for you, and two for me"? <laughs> like, why wouldn't you go about it that way when you're busy spokesmodeling? Every Ravens home game, you can stop by the game day firehouse, the Firefighters Union Hall, just west of the stadium, and try the cooking from the Ginsu Kamado Grill. You can register to win your own and $500 worth of grilling meats. Use the code TAILGATE. Save $100. GinsuGrills.com when you order your all-new Ginsu Kamado Grill. On Tuesday night, we were out at the Hamilton Sports Bar and Grill with Tyus Bowser and Chuck Clark. Right now on GCR, here's segment number two of the Tyus Bowser Show. Welcome back into the Tyus Bowser Show, segment number two from at the Hamilton Sports Bar and Grill. Would you please make some more noise for Tyus Bowser and his guest Chuck Clark? I'm Glenn Clark. She's the NFL chick, Sarita Hubbard. Um... We get, you know, we're fans, right? Like, that's the way it goes. And so when we find out about, like, a new player coming, we act like idiots. We run around. Like, we go crazy. It's like winning the Super Bowl. Yeah. You guys, like, there's, you know, ramifications to everything and, like, the whole way that works. But when you see the news or get a text from somebody that Roquan Smith is about to become a Baltimore Raven, what does it look like at your house in that moment? Um, I, I heard it at the uh, facility. I was just getting some work done uh, in the treatment room, and I was on my phone, and I just refreshed it, and the first thing that came up, where it was on like two minutes in, said that he had uh, got traded here, and I was like, hold on. I started showing to everybody. I'm like, yo, you hear about Roquan? <laughs> then they showed it on uh, on the TV. People starting to come out of the uh out of the hot tub and stuff. It's like, yo, y'all just seen the trade and stuff. So it was, it was, it was crazy. It was crazy when we first heard it. That's cool, Chuck. How excited are you, knowing that you're about to add to what you guys already have a really good defense? Obviously, now it's a really good defense plus one of the best linebackers in football. Yeah. Uh, what I think he's the top tackle in the league right now. Yeah. Got the most. Yeah. I mean. I, I take that as a challenge. So yeah. I, I, I always uh, mess with PQ and be like, "Hey, I'm gonna make you more tackles than you." So now I got somebody else to mess with now. But he already he, he like thirty ahead of me already. So I gotta catch him. But yeah, it, it's gonna be fun though to have him out there with us. You know, just see probably what, what else we can do, how a little more complex we can get. So it'll be interesting to see how we put everybody out there. I mean, like at this point, y'all couldn't be like a more complete defense, right? Like you. You start to like really feel. I, I'm not trying to take anything away from what you've done, but do you start to feel like, oh my god, like we have the chance to be maybe the best defense in the league now? I mean, even so, I feel like that now with the guys we have. 
you know, we lost a few guys, you know, Michael Pierce, um, you know, Fuller. We lost a few guys, but we have the depth. We have the people. We have the, you know, the coaches to all put us in the right positions to be the best players that we can be. So, you know, mentality-wise, I feel like we're the best defense in the league, and that's just how it's always been for me. Is it easy to just slide in? Like, if a player shows up, Chuck, like, is the sport the sport? Like, when you go somewhere, or does it take a minute? I think at the end of the day, ball going to be ball, you know? But it just depends, like, what position it is. Like, cornerback, all right, well, we playing cover one, cover two, cover three. So you saw, like, when, when Marcus first came, pick six first week, you know what I'm saying? But, right. I mean, it might be a little different for somebody, you know, in the trenches or something like that. So, I mean, we'll see. I, I don't know. I just feel like if you, if if he's gonna play Monday night, obviously he's not gonna know the play the the, the plays right then and there. But look, do what you was doing in Chicago: tackle yeah. somebody, go after <laughs> yeah. the quarterback, go, ball, you, ball, you know, ball. hey, you it's just do, do those things. You <laughs> yeah. know what you was doing before. Exactly. You see the guy with the ball. Yeah. Run, run fast, right. make a fast decision. Exactly. And everybody else following you that do know what's going on. You know. I, I dig it, man. We're all excited about Roquan Smith. Uh, today's show is also brought to you by FanDuel. Online sports betting will be starting in Maryland in the next few weeks. Pressbox is your source for the best offers and sign-up incentives. Starting now, you can get a $100 pre-registration credit from our friends at FanDuel by going to PressBoxOnline.com slash offers. That $100 credit is in addition to the new user promo you will get when they go live. Just go to PressBoxOnline.com slash offers now to get your $100 FanDuel pre-registration bonus credit. PressBoxOnline.com slash offers. I don't like bringing things down, but this is a tough week in America, right? Yeah. Um, some really horrible news that we learned about as we taped this on Tuesday. And we were just talking, when Marlon was out, we were just talking about Migos. Yeah. Like a couple of weeks ago. Yeah. Um, Tyus, what, can you take me through like your emotions when you find out the takeoff? Someone so young, so freaking talented yeah. is taken from us at such a young age. I mean, it was tough for me, especially, you know, waking up this morning and seeing the news that he had died in my city that That's I right. live in, you know, in Houston. And, you know, I'm just going back to just the city and how it is and really just us as a nation and how we just don't take care of the people that we that matters to us, the people that we care about just in general. And for something like that, especially on Halloween night, you know, everybody's trying to enjoy themselves, have a good time. And they go out of their way to come to Houston to, you know, be around fans, be around family or just close friends or whatever it is. And for that to happen, you know, that was that was hurtful for me, you know, especially, you know, listening to his new album that just came out. Mm -hmm. And I loved it. You know, I love that. He's getting the recognition that he was getting, and he's a very underrated artist, and he was flourishing, you know, at the right time, and, you know, just unfortunately, you know, this news happened, and I was hurt. I was really hurt about it. Chuck, can you can kind of tell more about what, you know, what Takeoff, what Migos has meant to, I think, an entire generation of hip-hop fans? Uh, I think they, they brought a new little wave, a little sound, you know what I'm saying? Uh, what was it, 2014, 13, that's really when they was taking mm -hmm. off for real and doing their thing. And, I mean, it, what happened with their music and they started going their different ways. But at the end of the day, we can't change the fact that they did bring a new little element to that Atlanta rap game for real. Yeah. There's no doubt, man. There's yeah. no doubt. Yeah. Infinity Links was incredible. As you oh, it was like, great. It absolutely was great. incredible, man. Yeah, like, I done added so many songs to, to my playlist. 
everything and even just the old ones you know you come back and you listen to them again it's like man i want to get back to you know the old migos and the old songs that was actually hitting at that time you know bad and bougie uh you know the stuff with drake all different types of artists man yep and you know they was going through that little fuse you know there was some mess that was going on within the family but you know just from that and just to see what happened now man you just i just hate it man i really hate it i really hate it it's crazy because it's like it's it's becoming a thing right yeah. in terms of like hip hop and culture and it's like every week it feels like every time it's like we're saying this to to the the, the guys that we listen to on a regular basis you just mentioned he just had a I think he just posted about a video yeah 12 hours before he passed away yeah. so it's just really unfortunate yeah man I just hate it it's terrible it's terrible Rita I, I, I don't want to just move past something because it's you know it's yeah. an awful moment but you know, obviously, the hearts, prayers, thoughts, everything goes out to everybody who knew Absolutely. Takeoff. I mean, there's just, and all of the fans, which, you know, worldwide. Absolutely. Um, Rita, whenever we have a player on the radio show, Rita always likes to ask, like, what's the go-to? Like, when you talk about adding songs to your playlist, you're running around in the Superdome on Monday night before the game. You're throwing footballs around with everybody. Yeah. Like, what's the song now at this point in your life? Like, what is it you're trying to hear? I put, my guy Cam, Cameron Malvo, I was just chilling at the house, and he sent me Bars to Captions, which was one of the songs on his album. Okay. Um, that had, um, I forgot his name. Um, dang, I forgot, the, I forgot the artist's name, but they did a little remix to it, and I just fell in love with it. And that's kind of pretty much what I've been playing, you know, constantly, and that's kind of just been my number one song that's been in my head lately. That's cool. Shaq, what about you, man? Man, I put on that meat meal. Anything meat meal. I just feel like I'm in my granny. <laughs> oh, I, I didn't my, even think about put it. Put my course. scully on, you know what oh I'm saying? God. That's all I do. I put that on and it's over with. I feel like <laughs> I've read this asked a few different people, like, what just happened to dreams and nightmares? Like, why isn't that just what everybody... That's, you don't know what's crazy? Is I don't even like that as a, like really? a, a turn-up. No, not, not for the game. I don't like that. I never play that one. What's, the, what's your go-to? He got so much other little stuff, you know what I'm saying? It's, it's, it's just crazy. Flamers, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. It's wild. Before we go to our next question, I, I have to know this. So, do you guys know how to park high strut? How to what? Do you, you know how to you know? this last time? Well, I'm asking I be Chuck. Seeing it. Yeah. I be seeing it, but I'm like, it's a little complicated. Y'all gotta, it is not that gotta, complicated. What is, how do you, what is it? It's a lot to It's a dance. It. Does anybody know how to do this dance? Did he do it the other day? Oh. Anybody know how to do this this dance? That somebody in here show us how to do it. Somebody, you know any, yeah, we gotta. Somebody gotta show got, him how to park high strut. Anybody? Okay, thank you, baby. All right, all right. I was hoping that Chuck was about to do it. By the way, I was really waiting for that moment to see if Chuck was about to hop up and show us <laughs> hey, something. I, man, I don't know how to. I do don't it. know how to do it either. Somebody, I be, see, I be seeing it, but that's like I said, it looked like a lot to it. It is real. not. It's not that hard. It's hey. not. If I, see, if I see how to do it, then I'll, <laughs> All right. I'll try. All right, we'll work on that. You know how to do it? Hey. She knows how to do it. She really does. She just don't want to do it in front of everybody. I'm not doing it now. But throw some, throw some music, though. Throw some music. Maybe during the commercial. Somebody come on. Maybe we can get ready to do it. I don't know if you guys heard, but you're gonna have. You both are verified on Twitter. You're going to have to pay to keep that verification moving $20 forward. $20 a month. Okay. $20 a month. 
Twenty dollars so a month. Do you care enough about being verified on Twitter? No, it's no. over. You can have it. It's gone. <laughs> I don't care. It. It's gone. I don't you can have it. Tyus is the least Twitter inclined person I think I've ever met. Yeah, <laughs> I don't really be on there much, but I mean. If people want to, if people want to look at your tweets and stuff, they'll follow you regardless. I know a ton of people who have thousands of followers that's not verified. So like, Rita, like, sw- like Rita will say, I never want to be verified. Yeah. Like, no. And Rita's pretty popular. Like very everybody popular. Be I would never, everybody. never. It's like it's like a target on your back when you get verified. People yeah. just like to, you know. I mean, I, I would have to assume you guys know that, right? Yeah. Once you once you reply on ask some, oh, everybody gets you. Exactly. Exactly. There you go. Chuck, you're not. You used to be more like you don't tweet nearly as much anymore. Do you? Nah, uh-uh. I, I I really cut back on social media for real. Like within the last two years, I'm just like it's other stuff out here for me to focus on. Yeah, you mess around, get the swiping on your phone for like two, three hours, yep. and you like hold up, where the time went, bro? It's you a know? problem, man. Yeah. So I, I was just like I gotta move away from it a little bit. I'm really mad. Work at me on TikTok, and now I'm like, oh, this is a nightmare. <laughs> this is a nightmare, bro. Oh. I can't like do you just TikTok. keep watching. You're like, why am I doing this? Yeah. Yeah. Why am I still that's watching? That's what it's supposed to do, though. It's supposed that's to make the, you do I that. get it. Like that's what they're trying to make it happen. So I was gonna ask, like, so you know, Elon Musk officially took over Twitter last week. If you were to offer, like, if you were to say, hey, what's the suggestion for how I could improve Twitter? I feel like at this point, you buy guys are both just gonna say, I don't, I don't care anymore. I'm not. I don't really care. Yeah, right. I, don't care. <laughs> I mean, Chuck might have something. I about to say, any impro- what could we improve on Twitter? I don't know. I I mean, we got to, we got to, we got to stop all that hate talk up there for real. I mean, uh, you know what I'm saying? Facts. That, we got to do something about that. I'm, I am yeah, one. And I ain't even, I ain't even talking about sports. I'm talking about other stuff in life. Really. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. I can think of a few things that have been going on recently. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe I'll leave out of the conversation <laughs> for tonight because I don't think it's going to be the move. Yeah, yeah, yeah I mean, yeah. I'm with you on that. Uh, I don't know if he can fix that. Yeah, or not. I, I don't know though. I, I really don't know. I feel mean, it, it is what it is. All right. Um, when do you guys decorate for Christmas in your house? I don't we, really. I don't really. Decorate for Christmas, but I'm gonna make it. I'm gonna make an effort this year to do it. You know, I told I told myself, you know, starting in November, I was gonna go by Home Depot or somewhere to go and give me a Christmas tree and thank start you. getting myself. I like that. Get a yeah. little spirit going. Yeah, Chuck, what about your house? I'm like, for, for me, I'm all for it. Like, cause growing up, we didn't really do that that much. You know what I'm saying? So I'm like, now I got a house, I got a family. Oh, once once uh, yesterday Halloween over with. All right, we rolling into the next thing. Thanksgiving. You know what I'm saying? When Thanksgiving, no, we rolling in the Christmas. We setting it all up. You know what I'm saying? I we going to do that. it all up. I love that. I don't that. like how we just move past. Like, I don't like the whole Halloween to Christmas thing. Like, oh, no, Thanksgiving no. is... No, no, no. I'm, I'm yeah, with you. Yeah. I'm agreeing with you. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. I, I hate that we just try to skip over oh, the nah. best holiday to get. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. You, you can know. celebrate both. Like you can, you, people one at capable. a time. One at a time. You can only can put one foot on ahead at a time to walk. I'm, I agree with you on that. Thank you. But it's all like people they do be trying to kick Thanksgiving out the door because you know, yeah. as soon as Thanksgiving over, what are we doing? Black Friday shopping. Thank you. Hey. Yeah. I'm just saying, like, just because I'm decorated for Christmas doesn't mean I can't oh eat some games. You already decorating for Christmas? Oh, I would be decorating tonight if I wasn't here. <laughs> Thanksgiving, we we just started. The month now. Yes, like today is no literally November the first. Yes, I like having a little joy in my life. Is that oh, is that Lord. so? You have a little joy with Thanksgiving. <laughs> what do you? Give what am I gonna? Thanks. Am I gonna put up a Thanksgiving tree? You ain't gotta put, put up a, a Thanksgiving, Thanksgiving turkey yeah. with some leaves. Something. We can do both. We're capable Keep of multitasking. Keep your pumpkins. They festive. Yeah, they orange. Exactly. You know what I'm saying? I feel. 
I feel like I'm. This is very aggressive right oh, now. Yeah. I don't care for it. <laughs> now he's I don't personal. care for the reaction. I just like having a little joy in my life. That's all. I like having a little. Festivity, festivity is that a word? I don't even know if it's a word. I like having it though. I'm making it a word. It's okay to have it, but there's a time. And, to to, have and it. now is the time. You're Not rushing yet. it. <laughs> You're rushing it. I've listened to Mariah Carey you, twelve times today. You see what I'm saying? You're rushing it. <laughs> I don't understand what's wrong about that. Oh my god! Thanksgiving is in the end of November. Yes. When is Christmas? I'm going to enjoy Thanksgiving, I promise you. <laughs> I'm going to drink a bottle of gravy, I promise you. I'm going to drink a bottle of gravy. It's not going to be a problem. I just, you know, want to feel something festive right now. Okay. <laughs> How many, you've never, you've never decorated for Thanksgiving in your life. In your life, no, nah, no, nah, it's the it's the the fall the fall festival. The fall, the, I yeah. feel like yeah. I feel Orange like that goes into thank candles, you, pumpkin candles. But spooky season pumpkin. is over. It's over with. Yeah, it's November first. So I'm not supposed to leave all like the spider webs up. Yeah, and no, all you that. take the spider yeah, webs down. Like, down. The candles now it's just gourds. Like I just put gourds out for a couple of weeks. That's it. <laughs> How many cornucopias do you see driving around? <laughs> now, you got you got to change your placemats on your dinner table. Like you know, what I'm saying a red or some a brown. You yeah. know, what I'm saying stuff like that. I mean, I think we could. Just put out some snowman and be good with it, man. Like, I no, feel like we can't do that we right now. Just put out some snowman and it'd be all right. No, we can't do that right I now. I can't believe the judgment. I can't believe it's okay. Man. I thought we were better than that. We, we are. We it's, are better than that. It's a lot of judgment that's being passed my way. Right a little bit, just a little bit. All right, all right. Y'all make some more noise. Tyus Bowser and Chuck Clark. A Great Ace Memorabilia is a great partner of ours on the Tyus Bowser Show. Great Ace Memorabilia has a couple of great events coming up, including a Rolling with Santa Toy Drive series to benefit Holiday of Hope Bowling Edition Saturday, December 3rd at AMF Perry Hall Square with Brandon Stevens, Devin Duvernay, and Matt Stover, and a Skating Edition Tuesday, December 6th at Skateland Putty Hill with Daniel Fa'alele. Get tickets for both of those right now at GreatEightsMemorabilia.com. When we come back in, Houston. We will hear segment number three of the Tyus Bowser Show tomorrow here on GCR, and we will cover, of course, the fact that uh, Tyus is from Houston, an Astros fan, and Chuck Clark's from Philly and is a Phillies fan. So an interesting week for the two of them uh, with the World Series going on. Also, uh, we'll talk more about Chuck Clark's situation from the uh, offseason. You can find the entirety of the Tyus Bowser Show right now in the archives. Um, you can also listen to it tomorrow night on 105.7 The Fan, but uh, segment number three will be tomorrow here on GCR. And if you hear all of this and say, well, I, I can't believe you're just bringing Tyus and... Anybody who came out on Tuesday night was just able to meet Tyus Bowser and Chuck Clark. Got pictures and autographs from these guys. It was that simple. We were at the Hamilton Sports Bar and Grill. You probably feel silly about missing it. Don't miss the next one. We'll be at Mother's North Grill in Timonium. November 15th, Tuesday night. Come join us. I would get there early. We were there last year, and it was, I mean, line out the door insane. So I would get there early, Tuesday, November 15th. The Tyus Bowser Show is a partnership of PressBox and Great 8's memorabilia. It's brought to you by Maryland Vascular Specialist, the all-new Ginsu Kamado Grill. When we come back in, it's been a long time since we've done a finish this, but I got one, and we're going to run it by, okay. uh, we're gonna run it by see how Griffin handles it. Finish this is next. It's Glenn Clark Radio. 
Receive a free Chick-fil-A chicken sandwich offer card as a thank you when you donate to Toys for Tots on Saturday, November 12th at any of the 13 Baltimore area Chick-fil-A Stuff the Truck event sites. Be one of the first 50 people to donate and you will also get a free t-shirt. For a location list and more information, visit PressBoxOnline.com slash toy drive. Come experience Maryland's number one sportsbook this NFL season at the FanDuel Sportsbook at Live Casino and Hotel, the ultimate place for any sports enthusiast. Take advantage of our 24-7 kiosks, massive video screens, and watch all the action from the best seat in the house. With more money paid out than anyone around, make every moment more at the new FanDuel Sportsbook at Live Casino and Hotel in Hanover, Maryland. Please play responsibly. Gambling problem? Please call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit mdgamblinghelp.org. The Baltimore County Police Department is hiring. Entry-level officers start at close to $59,000 a year with a $10,000 bonus. Some restrictions apply. Plus a great retirement plan, medical, dental, and vision insurance, advancement to specialized units, tuition reimbursement, 15 sick days earned per calendar year, and even further incentives for military members and veterans. If you have a passion for service and want a career for life, visit JoinBaltimoreCountyPD.com or call 410-887-5542. You must be a United States citizen, possess a valid driver's license, and have a high school diploma or GED equivalent. The Baltimore County Police Department is an equal opportunity employer. Make the most out of every day in your Toyota RAV4. Available in hybrid or gas-only models. A RAV4 can get you where you want to go in style. Check out buyatoyota.com for deals on new RAV4s from your local Toyota dealer today. The latest edition of Press Box is available now. On the cover, New Maryland basketball coach Kevin Willard sits down with Stan Charles and Glenn Clark to discuss the situation he inherited in College Park and how he plans to get the program turned around. Also, inside, we introduce you to men's and women's college basketball players from all of the teams in the area. And Bo Smoka profiles Ravens receiver Devin DuVernay. Press Box is available for free at over 500 area locations, including 60 Royal Farm stores, and you can always find the entire edition as well as the best daily coverage of the Orioles, Ravens, and Terps at PressBoxOnline.com. Experience the best in Kamado Grilling, a complete outdoor cooking appliance. The Ginsu Kamado Grill allows anyone to sear, grill, bake, and smoke all types of food. Designed for efficiency and function, the Ginsu Kamado Grill upholds the enduring legacy of the iconic Ginsu brand. The Ginsu Kamado Grill is perfect to cook all year round, is great for parties, and ideal for tailgating with your friends. Reserve your Ginsu Kamado Grill today at ginsugrills.com and get $100 off on your pre-order when you use the promo code tailgate that's ginsugrills.com reserve yours today join glenn at halftime of every ravens game for the project game day halftime show at facebook.com slash sports we apologize in advance there's not much we can do about his face all right back in here on gcr as we continue on a thursday edition of the program today's show is also brought to you by your neighborhood glory days grill the absolute best love glory days I think uh, I've already made plans. Uh, I mentioned that uh, John Little Rock's going to stop by next Thursday. I think we're going to head over to Glory Days afterwards for some lunch. Looking forward to that. Of course, you can't get the six ninety nine appetizers at lunchtime. you got to wait until 9 p.m. in order to take advantage of those. But you can take advantage of the Oktoberfest menu anytime during the day at your neighborhood at Glory Days Grill. Again, glorydaysgrill.com is the website. All right. Um, we haven't done this in a while. It's time for a finish this. Now, admittedly, I'm not going to tell you where I found it from. It it comes from the New York Post. 
Griffin, okay. you you remember how to do finishes, yes, correct? Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. I think I've done one since I And understand, like, the point is not yeah. trying to get it correct. Yeah. The point is, it's like a Mad Lib. You're supposed to guess silly things. I'm going to keep this one simplistic, all right? Woman says she feels blanked. After blanking her blank blanks into a blank. Woman, woman, hang says, on, she, hang, okay. woman says she feels blanked after blanking her blank blanks into a blank. All right. All right. Her um, blank blanks into a blank. Woman says she feels blanked. Yes. Okay, so woman says she feels um, excited. Okay. After uh, after blanking. Mm-hmm. After mm-hmm. um. Mm-hmm. Um. Too many ums. Just spending. 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 Her, her blank blank into no that doesn't make sense. I'm like, can I backtrack once? No, 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 no. You're trying to figure it out. You're trying too hard. Stop trying to figure it out. Just get go with it. Spending her. Uh, <laughs> you might accidentally get a word correct, and then you can start working on it from there. Uh, her, 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 thirty dollars into a. I don't know why I'm stuck on money into a uh, into a can of mint apple jelly. Right. Well, that would be far more blanks, yeah. right? Like uh, into mint apple by, jelly. By the way, thanks to, thanks to John Proctor who found us a singular jar of mint apple jelly yeah. at a much more reasonable price. Griffin was prepared for us to purchase four jars <laughs> of mint apple jelly, which I guess we would have just I was like, I guess this stuff's really good. $30. Thrown away afterwards yeah. or whatever we would have done with it. Uh, no you went 0 for 5 the first time around, but that's what okay. we expected. Yeah. Give you one more fresh start, then we'll start filling in words. A right. woman says she feels uh, tired. Okay. After feeding her uh, her her baby rabbits. Baby rabbits. Oh, it's into not two. Yeah. Tiger into a tiger. Into a tiger. I don't know how any of that would work, but um, also you went zero for five. All right, now here's the deal. I will give you. You can either have number one, number two, or number five. Let's go with. I want to keep guessing number five. Let's go with number two. Number two. The, turning. The, turning. I probably should have. I probably should have left that one blank. Actually. Mm. Woman says she feels. Uh, <laughs> woman says she feels. Hmm. Pleased. Pleased after turning her her bed sheets into a. I think bed sheets is one word. I don't think it's two words. Oh yeah, you're right. Yeah. Turning her old bed sheets, for example, would be two words. Turning her new bed sheets. Okay. Into why would you use the new bed sheets? They're new. They're it, wonderful for sleeping. Into would, a blank. Into a blanket. Into a blanket. Yeah. It seems. I don't know why you would do that. Uh, no, O for four. You may have number one or number four. Uh, let's go one. One empowered. You're picking the wrong ones, pal. <laughs> yeah, it's okay. Yeah, she, she, Woman she, says she feels, feels empowered, empowered after, after turning, turning her blank blanks into a blank. Her old clothes. Okay. Into a quilt. Nope. Guess again. <laughs> after turning her fresh, um, her fresh tomatoes mm-hmm. into a soup. 
Okay. What if I told you that uh, three and four, or now one and two, were not an adjective and a noun, but instead a two-word noun? Okay. All right. Two-word noun. Two-word noun. Um, let's see. For example, like football goalposts. You know what I mean? Okay. Like that, that, okay. That's one noun. You know what I mean? It just happens to be two words. After turning her, uh, her baseball foul pole... Into right, I'm pretty sure that's three words. Southpole's one, right? I don't think so. I don't think so. <laughs> All right, fine. After turning her hot dog. But baseball cards, for example, would be gotcha. two words. You know what I mean? Is hot, do- hot dog's two words? I don't know. If hot- I guess I, it's clearly, guess not technically, hot clearly not hot dog. I don't know. Um, after turning her wedding ring. Okay, that's good. <laughs> that's good. That's the concept. Into a... Um, uh-huh. necklace. Necklace is correct. Yes. <laughs> necklace. You've gotten a word. Congratulations. Necklace is the final word. So what did she turn into she a necklace? turns her blank blank into a necklace. Now you should start to be able to maybe work through some things. Yeah. Because why She's would empowered. it be a story in the New York Post? She's empowered after turning her yeah. blank mm-hmm. blank into a necklace. Mm-hmm. After turning her... Would she turn into a necklace that's not a wedding ring? Mm-hmm. After turning her mm-hmm. her <laughs> her husband's ashes, her husband's ashes into no. a necklace. No, and I told okay. you it's a two-word. Like you're still using a describing word. It might not be. Oh, okay. You know what I mean? But it's a two-word noun. <clears throat> yeah. Because the New York Post loves sensationalism. Right, I understand like, that. Yeah, I understand that. Um. Turns her, her, turns her, her kids. No, you're still, do, you're not coming up. It's a two word noun. Okay. You're still using describing her, or possessive terms. Her, yeah, you're yeah. right. Her turns two her, word noun. <laughs> she's empowered. Yes, empowered. Turns this into a, yes. into a necklace. It was hers because remember it said her. Turning point. her, okay. Yeah. Turning her. Yes. Jeez. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Turning her wedding dress. Wedding dress. Not it's, it's a, it, but you did a better job of coming <laughs> yeah. up with something that was a two-word It's clearly not noun. wedding, though, because I already guessed wedding as a... Right, right. Okay, so it's not definitely dress, not. Not blank dress. But it is a two-word noun. Okay. Like I, 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 you're right. That was a, you're doing a better job with that. Turning her... Um, her... Let's see. Her Give you one, soccer jersey. Her soccer jersey. Don't think that would make it to the New York Post. Pretty sure yeah. that probably wouldn't be a New York Post story. You want one more crack at it? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Gosh, why? What if I said it was, when I say it was hers, like it was definitely never anyone else's. It's definitely never anyone else's. Yeah. Turning her, uh, her. Or if they were hers, because it was blanks. If they were hers, they were definitely never anyone else's. Her pubic hair. You know what? You're you're far closer. <laughs> you're far closer. Uh, woman says she feels empowered after turning her. Fallopian tubes into a what? necklace. What? Well, there's a way to get your tubes tied. That's their uh, lead for the story. A 22-year-old woman has opted to get her fallopian tubes extracted from her body, and she turned them into a piece of jewelry to tether around her neck. Savannah Bluen is adamant on not wanting kids, so she underwent a salpingectomy this past July to surgically remove her tubes. Bluen created a necklace out of her tubes, and the creation makes her feel, quote, empowered, unquote. I had my fallopian tubes removed because I've always known that I never want to have children, she told Need to Know online recently. The vegan restaurant waitress, of, of course she is. 
Come on. Of course. We we probably could have gotten that. Maybe she would have owned an apothecary. Something like that. Uh, felt inspired to make a necklace following the decision to overturn the court case Roe versus Wade. The legal matter protected women's legal right to have an abortion. That a Connecticut native posted a video on her TikTok. This has since gone viral where she showed how she preserved the organic matter in resin to create her neck piece. Is it, it's not finished yet? Is no, it's I, you can see oh, it. Oh, you can see it? You can see it right there. It's, it's lovely. It's a lovely necklace with her uh, fallopian tubes right oh there my gosh. On, on display. So. That's wild. And then, you know, That's to each to each their own. <laughs> M- M- Mrs. Clark never, like every year. You're like, I, uh, you know, I can do something special. Right. I, I, I say, hey, what do you want for Christmas this year? And it's the same answer every year. She wants jewelry. That's what she wants. Nothing else. And you have a unique idea now. And me. I said, well, what about a nice fallopian tube necklace? <laughs> and, you know, she said no for the most part, but maybe this is the year. Maybe now that it's trendy, right? Maybe because I've offered every year. Maybe now that it's trendy, she says, well, now it's time, right? Like maybe now she says, that's the one I want to wear out to the the, the Met Gala, uh, which I'm sure we're going to be invited to any one of these years. Yeah. Maybe that's this is what she's going to wear. I thought you there. were just invited. You just yeah, I, just, I was busy. Yeah, busy. I was uh, loyal to soccer, yeah. just wasn't able to make it to the Met Gala. But next year, though, next year for sure, yeah. I'll try to block out some time. So they, I can they, they won't ever stop them. inviting you. Oh no! I mean, I'm, I'm pretty sure it's 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 Rihanna and me, like are the two that are guaranteed to get the invites every year. All right, when we come back in. We'll get a tidbit. We'll get two bit of wind down for a Thursday edition of Glenn Clark Radio. Experience the best in Kamado Grilling, a complete outdoor cooking appliance. The Ginsu Kamado Grill allows anyone to sear, grill, bake, and smoke all types of food. Designed for efficiency and function, the Ginsu Kamado Grill upholds the enduring legacy of the iconic Ginsu brand. The Ginsu Kamado Grill is perfect to cook all year round, is great for parties, and ideal for tailgating with your friends. Reserve your Ginsu Kamado Grill today at ginsugrills.com and get $100 off on your pre-order when you use the promo code tailgate that's ginsugrills.com reserve yours today the latest edition of press box is available now on the cover new maryland basketball coach kevin willard sits down with stan charles and glenn clark to discuss the situation he inherited in college park and how he plans to get the program turned around also inside we introduce you to men's and women's college basketball players from all of the teams in the area and Bo smoker profiles ravens receiver devin duvernay press box is available for free at over 500 area locations including 60 Royal Farm stores, and you can always find the entire edition as well as the best daily coverage of the Orioles, Ravens, and Terps at PressBoxOnline.com. Another Orioles season is in the books, and the Bataround was there every step of the way as the Birds posted their first winning season in six years. And after promoting two number one overall prospects in Adley Rutschman and Gunnar Henderson, Mike Elias has said it's liftoff from here. Hi, I'm Paul Valley, and along with my co-host Zach Goodman, we'll be here every Saturday from 10 a.m. to noon all off season discussing every signing trade and waiver claim as we navigate the cold winter months that lead to spring training you can watch us at youtube.com slash pressboxonline and facebook.com slash pressboxsports or listen live at pressboxonline.com slash radio and if you miss a show you can find us anywhere you get your podcast so tune into the bat around with paul valley and zach goodman 
every Saturday from 10 a.m. to noon right here at PressBox Sports. Stan the Fan here, welcoming back one of my favorite sponsors, the Costas Inn. And everybody around Baltimore knows the Costas Inn is a great place to go and grab crabs, steaks, salads, soups, whatever's on your mind to eat in person. But did you know that the Costas Inn has upped their game? They are now one of the premier takeout places in Baltimore. Give them a call now to order your food, 410-477-1975. That's the Costas Inn, over 4100 North Point Boulevard. The Baltimore County Police Department is hiring. Entry-level officers start at close to $59,000 a year with a $10,000 bonus. Some restrictions apply. Plus a great retirement plan, medical, dental, and vision insurance, advancement to specialized units, tuition reimbursement, 15 sick days earned per calendar year, and even further incentives for military members and veterans. If you have a passion for service and want a career for life, visit JoinBaltimoreCountyPD.com or call 410-887-5542. You must be a United States citizen, possess a valid driver's license, and have a high school diploma or GED equivalent. The Baltimore County Police Department is an equal opportunity employer. If you can't listen or watch live, you can subscribe to the show via Spotify, Amazon, or Apple Podcasts. Leave a five-star review while you're there. Or, if lying isn't your thing, we'll take a a three-and-a-half-star review, too. Don't forget, we're trying to hook you up with the best offers now that online sports betting has come to the state of Maryland. And our friends at FanDuel are providing you a $100 pre-registration credit if you go to pressboxonline.com slash offers. Again, pressboxonline.com slash offers. $100 pre-registration credit. That's in addition to the new user promo that you will get when they go live. Pressboxonline.com slash offers. Right now, get your $100 FanDuel pre-registration bonus credit. Pressboxonline.com slash offers. I have a column up today at PressBoxOnline.com. You guys know basically what it's all about if you've been listening. It's just sort of the conflicted feelings about the trade deadline. The, the reaction that I had on, yeah, or was it yesterday morning? When it was, it's a little bit of everything, right? I, I love the Roquan Smith move, but there is the wide receiver thing. But was there really a wide receiver to be had? I mean, there were two wide receivers that were traded this week. One was Calvin Ridley, who couldn't help you. The other was Chase Claypool, who the Steelers were never trading to the Ravens. Was there a wide receiver trade even to be made this week? I mean, you could say, well, you could have traded for Kadarius Tony. Kadarius Tony has two more receiving yards this season than you do. I, it's, it's conflicting, right? Could you have paid an exorbitant price for DJ Moore? Most of you were opposed to that yesterday. When I put that out there, would you rather Wednesday? When I was like, "Hey, it might have cost." Like, what if, what if it would, if it was two first round picks, would you have done that? Well, no, he's not worth that. Okay, well then, this is where we are. Th- this is the problem, and I still think that we could get to the end of the season, and we could be sitting down to do the show when the season ends, however it ends, whenever it ends, and we could end up saying, "What they really missed was one more wide receiver, one more high level wide receiver." So I'm conflicted. I, I don't have a one strong emotion. I love Roquan Smith. All in on Roquan Smith. Great move. But I'm still apprehensive about what they don't have at that position. So I wrote about that. Just sort of tried to compile all of the thoughts together in one place. I don't know why Brandon Cooks didn't get traded. I don't have that answer. I'm not surprised that Elijah Moore didn't get traded. I kept trying to tell you guys that. I didn't think he was going to get traded. 
I'm not at all surprised that DJ Moore didn't get traded. It was going to take something absurd in order to pry him away. Brandon Cooks, I'm a I'm a little more surprised by that. Like, I I guess Houston was asking for something ridiculous for Brandon Cooks, which seems odd, right? Like, why? But at the same time, we can make fun of him and say, hey, you're going to stink, but they want to try to be good next year too. They, they've been trying to figure out if Davis Mills can be their quarterback to get a roster together. I mean, I don't think he can. Which is a shame. I really liked what I saw from Davis Mills a year ago. There are moments where I thought that Davis Mills could really be an NFL quarterback. I, eh. I just think they're going to have to go get a real one. Um, but I guess they were asking for too much for Brandon Cooks. So do you blame the Ravens? Are you mad at the Ravens? They weren't willing to overpay? You might be. You might say, hey, this is what happens when you don't pay what's necessary in the past in order to get these guys. You could have had Stefan Diggs for a first-round pick once upon a time. You didn't do it. You failed. Because you failed, now you got to overpay in order to do it. Okay? I, I don't know if that's a great way to do business. I don't know if that's the best way to try to win a Super Bowl. I don't know if Brandon Cooks is the difference in the Ravens winning a Super Bowl this season. It's just conflicting. That's where I am. It's a conflicting feeling. And I wrote about it today at PressBoxOnline.com. I encourage you to go check it out. Let's get a tidbit. Tid- uh, I took care of one of my homework. Uh, oh, oh, what'd yes. you watch? I watched Wedding Crash. Maybe you mentioned this like yeah, ahead I'm, of time. Sure. Maybe in like okay. the pre-show when we sit here in silence for 10 minutes. You say, hey, by the way, at some point during the show, do you want to do a... Because I could have made that into content today. Okay. That we do... Now, I would say we could do it tomorrow, but we got a packed day and stands here tomorrow, and I'm not here on Monday, and then Tuesday. Now, like, we're sitting on this. All right, My fault, my fault. Thank you, Griffin. Really appreciate it. I'm sorry. Do you want to go ahead and do a movie review now, I guess? Sure. All right, we'll do Griffin's movie review. Unless you want to wait. We can wait. No, I mean, we've been waiting for a week at this point. (laughs) We should, should, hang on a second. We should prepare an open for this. Like, we should, let's, let's, in the future. Okay. Let's let's like let's make um, an actual segment open. Okay. Let's make it so that like and now it's time for Griffin's movie reviews in which Griffin watches something that ah, whatever I don't know we'll fi- we'll figure something out. Watches something that he should have had watched. Yes, th- okay. th- like uh, years ago. All right, right Griffin, right. tell us about the movie that everybody else knows about. Something like that, right? Uh, you finally watch Wedding Crash. Yes. Now you you had said that you had seen parts of Wedding Crash. Yeah, I'd seen before? like just like very quick parts wedding crashers was quite the phenomenon this is not like can't hardly wait can't hardly wait is a cult film wedding crashers is not that wedding crashers was a massive box office smash in 2005 wedding crashers was truly a phenomenon it had an all-star cast yeah uh owen wilson vince vaughn christopher walken of course (laughs) rachel mcadams ela fisher loaded even uh, the great jane seymour they built for speed or they built for pleasure. <laughs> Motorboat and son of a bitch. Um, the motion picture made $288.5 million wow. in the box office. I, I, see, I had no Comedies was, don't make money like that. I had no anyway. clue it was shot in Maryland. Well, it, I mean, it was set in Maryland. Right. I don't know if it, any of it was actually no. shot. In okay. Mar- we know some Fair. of it was shot in D.C. We do know that some of the scenes were in D.C. I don't know how much of it was actually shot in Maryland, but it was definitely set. In Maryland, um, crab cakes and football, that's what Maryland does. That's, of course, the reason why this came up is because we were talking to Josh, Josh Charles, and Josh yeah. Charles had just done the and football promo, and Griffin, because he's an idiot, had no idea cool. that and football 
came from crab cakes in football. That's what Maryland does, which was a line so popular. Like, you couldn't go more than in, in 2005 when Wedding Crashers came out, uh, came out in the summer. You couldn't go more than 20 minutes without someone else around here screaming that in some scenario for two months, maybe for the entire rest of the year. For the, uh, the rest of the year, everywhere you went, someone was yelling out, crab cakes and football, that's what Maryland does. It was so, when, when you watch that film here locally in a theater, the, the theater stood up and clapped. <laughs> In that really? line. They, it was electric. Wow. Like when people heard that line, because it wasn't in the trailer, because it was more impactful locally. When people heard that line, they jumped out of their seats. Yo! Because it was so <laughs> like, they understand us. That's what we that's who we are. It's all we repeated for a year. It was so impactful here in the state of Maryland. Um, what did you know about the film before you viewed it? Uh, I knew that it was Owen Wilson and Vince Vaughn, and that it was supposed to be funny. Okay, which uh, it, which it lived up to. I mean, it, it was, yes, it's definitely quite the uh, funny. It was hilarious. Film. It, it was, was a very it was funny film. Yeah, so I enjoyed it quite quite a bit. Um, okay, and had a lot of fun watching it. I, my biggest takeaway is that I think Vince Vaughn is one of the one of the most impressive actors uh, uh, that I've d- ever seen. I think he's not gonna, I think not going to enjoy you there. I think he's had his actor. moments, and I think as a comedic straight man, he's been excellent. As the guy that's sort of holding things together, because he was also obviously in a very similar role in old school, um, where like he's he's the guy that kind of rallies everybody up. He's the guy that role is perfect for Vince Vaughn. Great actor. He eh. so I watched the the. Movie called Freaky with him, like where he's like a freaky. Yeah, it, it came out like two, three years ago, two or three years ago. And he, all. it's so it's it's like a, it's like a spiel spiel on uh, Freaky Friday. Yeah, where, it's the Freaky Friday thing. Yeah, and so he is really? a serial killer, and he switches bodies with a sixteen-year-old. Oh, I do vaguely so remember he is this. A 16-year-old girl. I remember thinking that like so, it, yeah. it might be worth taking yeah. a look at. Yeah, so I thought, like, yeah, at first I thought it was dumb, and I finally watched it over the summer, and I was like, I mean, Vince Vaughn was a 16-year-old girl the entire film, and I thought it was I thought it was hilarious, and I thought he did a really good job. Plus, Jurassic Park, again, was one of my favorite movies when I was a kid, and so he was in Jurassic Park 2. Okay. And I th- and I always loved his character in that as a kid, right. and so still I, do. I, so I, I love, I love a, some a Vince A couple Vaughn of thoughts. You know what's great about this is I was your age when this movie came out, right? Like, I was 22, in 2005 so this is this is kind of interesting because like i can remember how i felt about it a couple of thoughts did it bother you at all the absurdity of the premise uh no no okay you were able to see past the idea of a senator's family nobody wants to talk about this part of it a senator's family just letting two strangers come (laughs) along for the ride no they were family too they were kids they were definitely not (laughs) And that would be easily debunked. Even so, now you would say this is the the social media era. Right. It would make it easier no, let, today let, to figure out that these people, Ned. right? These people <laughs> were fake. In two thousand five, it was still already a, a serious reach. We just kind of all agreed not to talk about what a reach it was because it was such a funny film. Owen Wilson and Vince Vaughn together. Yeah, I mean they were I wonderful. Mean, I mean they were magical. They were perfect. So we kind of agreed that we would. Oh, and got it for Bradley Cooper. I completely oh, forgot I know, about Bradley I know when Cooper. When he showed up, Jesus I was like, Christ. I was like, who was not a star at the time at all? Like Bradley Cooper was was not a movie star in 2005. He was a guy, right? Like he was more um, just sort of playing a character at that point in his life. Um, 
So you, that did not bother you. You didn't think about that whatsoever. Because nah, it definitely nah, none of yeah. us thought it about it. It was fun enough. It, yeah, it was fun enough that it didn't matter. It what was... is the line that you would be most likely to repeat at some point moving mm. forward? What was my because, line? Because not only crab cakes and football, but I'm telling you, the motorboat and son of a bitch, I'm telling you, we that was a line that, that so, people our age still repeat to this day when in inappropriate circumstances. Man. What's my favorite line? Uh, we, we refer like, to our friends that have mantis, and we say they built for speed, they built for pleasure. <laughs> uh, the one at the the uh, rule number one fifteen. Yeah, which is never leave a yeah. club, never, never leave a crash behind it. Yeah, I, I I think that that one's pretty good. It was but good. It is towards the end, so it's a little bit of a throwaway. I'm trying, man. What was my favorite one? There, mm. there are two more that stand out for me. Man, what? Man, I'm I'm come I'm drawing a blank. Okay, so I, this one's a but it, I, I mean th- they were all good. I like I like you know I like them just being like we're Ned's kids. I mean, I mean that's okay. That's not you're, just you're, as like that's a, not, just a, like that's as not as an a, iconic <laughs> quote from. It's just a yeah, throwaway line. Yeah, it doesn't line. have to be. It doesn't um, have to be. Uh, the big can, guy. There he is. Oh, yeah, the big, big guy. Do you have any idea how many times in my life somebody walks into a room and I hear there he is, the big guy, which is funny because it's mostly just a throwaway line in the film, right? Like, but it was so perfectly delivered in that moment. Where Owen Wilson is so hopeful, and Vince Vaughn is, of course, I can't even remember their names. It's so funny. I don't remember the names of the characters. Um, uh, John and Jeremy, right? Which one's John and which one's Jeremy? Owen Wilson was John. I know Owen Wilson was John. Where, where John is still quite hopeful of making things work with Rachel McAdams, whereas Jeremy is exhausted and has <laughs> been through hell. Um, <laughs> there he is, the big guy. <laughs> don't know why it just always it works for me every damn time every time i'm in a room i'm like i love the i love the chaz's reveal when when chaz got I mean, revealed i mean that it's, was it's also people I had no clue that he was in it and so when he came walking down the stairs i was so like that's, that's please the, be this guy that's the other one the the other one is mom the meatloaf yeah. <laughs> i never know what she's doing up there every i'm not with there aren't two days that go by in my life where I don't say, I never know what she's doing back there, or or some form of it, right? Like where I'm, I look around, I'm like, what the hell is Griffin? Gri- Griffin, I never know what he's doing back there. Like there is, aren't two days in my life that go by where I don't use that line to describe something, something entirely. We we yelled, Mom, the meatloaf. I mean, like we were we had invented fire. For the entirety of a summer. So it didn't bother you the premise, right? No. Didn't bother you at all. Um, did you... Oh, I also reference like... Uh, I'm, reading don't, I'm reading Don't Jump books. I say that all the time, too. Like, things are going great for me. Reading Don't Jump Reading Don't Jump books. Um, the premise didn't bother you uh, whatsoever, that, and, which is good because it didn't bother any of the rest of us. We, we were all willing... Just because the comedy was so, so absurdly mm-hmm. good that we were willing to get on board. Um... Is there any part of you that thinks to yourself, because this is a real phenomenon that occurred, I'd like to attempt to crash a wedding at some point. Uh, For sure. We all. I want to be a wedding crasher when I grow up. We spent the next couple of years, every single one of us, legitimately talking. Never doing it. Never doing it. But I'm telling you, for like the next five to six years, every single one of us threw out the idea on a, on a night, especially those of us that were of that certain age, that, that we had nothing to do that weekend. Dude, let's just do it. Let's just go <laughs> find... What's the worst that could happen? We get kicked out? 
Like, we would legitimately plan and discuss the possibility of crashing a wedding together. Like, we would say, but why not? Like, what do we have to lose? Like, let's just go do it. And it wasn't about getting laid the way that it was, obviously, for John and Jeremy. It was about just saying that we had crashed a wedding. Like, being able to tell the story of the, the party that we crashed. Like, the idea was, if we could pull it off... Always draw attention under your own terms. Correct. <laughs> if we could pull it off, we would be legends, right? So you would talk <laughs> to your friends. Be like, hey, what are we doing on Saturday? Eh, I don't really know. Dude, let's just, let's just go drive around and find a wedding. Let's just go crash it. Let's just go... Cra- which is never a term that had come up at all. Like, the, we had never discussed or heard of the term until the movie came out. Like, the concept, I guess, existed. I'm sure somebody had crashed a party before. Like, that's where it came from. But we all, for five years straight, like, every time we had nothing to do, this is what we're going to do. We're going to just go crash a wedding. Yeah, it ended up just staying and just watching Wedding Crashers. Correct. It's normally the way that it worked. We were just like, we'll just watch Wedding Crashers. Which, by the way, still to this day, if it's on TBS or something Mm -hmm. like that, and it's not the same, but it's still good enough, like, even the TBS version, that if it's on, I'm going to end up spending an hour with Wedding Crashers. It's the way that it's going to go. I'm, I am I can't help myself. Um, I guess give me a rating. Give me a... Uh, a, a look I mean, I want I, it from, from... Yeah, I know. From I like the star to the ten. five-star scale. No, um, no. Then I'll go with an eight. Eight? Yeah. Solid eight. Because I gave it a four out of five stars. Yeah, I think you're selling it. I have I have a high bar. Decimals are a very allowed. high bar. Yeah, I'm not really Fine, sure. Eight point two. I'm not really sure how many go. comedies. I'm like super bad is a legit ten. Mm. So it ain't super bad, but it's as comedies of this century go. I don't know that there are three better. I mean, like in this century, post two thousand, I don't know that there are three super bad for sure. Somewhere between eight eight point five is where I'll. I would where lean, I'm I would lean closer to nine. I would lean closer to nine, maybe like a nine point one, something like that. Wedding? Why not? What, what? 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 Again, obviously that means there has to be something that you find as a flaw. Uh, I thought it was a little long. I thought it long. went a little long. Long. Like not 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 like annoyingly long. But, but what's a was... scene that you would take out? The only scene uh, I could think that I would take out would I think... be. Where they go, where he, uh, Christopher Walken and Rachel McAdams go flower shopping. That's the only yeah, scene that I one, think that one. I don't need. Right? Um, but, but I do get the idea that you needed to sew in that she Chad, was still exper- oh. no, that she was still experiencing doubt, right. that she was still struggling as she was getting ready to get married. I just didn't think it was an impactful scene. Like I, I get the purpose of it, but I don't think it was impactful. It didn't deliver comedy. It was more to get to the ultimate finale. Right. Um. I mean. Yeah. I mean. Just that. I thought it went. I thought it went a little long towards the end. Like after they had been busted. Uh. I mean. That. It, that it took that long. <laughs> I don't know. I feel like the, de- but, the depressing scenes were even, like when he's crashing into the drums at the wedding. Like I. Yeah. I mean. Those, yeah, those were, were gold. Good. Those dude. were good. I mean. They, those were gold. I guess they could have just figured a way to speed that up a little bit, get to that a little quicker, and, uh, and wrap it up sooner. But I mean, it was. I mean, still. I was. Do you, Do you remember who the Oriole was that had a cameo in the film? Uh, it was sh- uh, no, I can't remember. <sighs> but I, it was it was nice that yeah they were watching the Oriole game. Jay Gibbons, Jay course. Gibbons. Which, as you remember, in two thousand five, we talked about this. I think yes, yeah. we did. We and talked I, about I still it. Forgot. And Jay Gibbons had no idea that he was going <laughs> to be in Wedding Crashes because he didn't film something. They just used footage of an Orioles game in the movie um, in two thousand five. It's hard to remember this, but everybody in DC was an Orioles fan. Like they all were. As they should, as you should still should still be. Um, no, they have a team. I mean, like that's that's fine. I'm not going to request, but it wasn't it wasn't until 2005 
that the Nationals became a thing. So when they wrote and filmed Wedding Crashers, a movie that was coming out in the summer of 2005, anyone who lived in D.C. would have been an Orioles fan. So it, a lot makes, of Jake Gibbons jerseys. It makes sense that if you're sitting around watching a baseball game in D.C., you were watching the Orioles. Now, again, Jay Gibbons, quite random, but was the Orioles' power hitter at that point. Yeah, but uh, I love Vince Vaughn. Vince Vaughn, one of my... It's a very, one of my it's a very weird. That, like I think, I think he's, I think he's a great actor. I love him. Okay, I mean, I'm not. I have no problem with that. Like, I have no problem with Vince Vaughn. For the most part, he's great. I don't know about a great actor. That I part think is he's the, a phenomenal actor. Um, the uh, 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 the sec. You're saying the way he's able to just go. Like when he like the, even from the very start. You're he's saying like my best you're friend saying it's Will, Will Ferrell. I feel like I was trying to hide that just in case anyone. Uh, Jesus yeah. Christ, dude! It's a movie that's been 17 years old. Well, you're I had no only, clue that he you're was the in, only and it was one. Un, like literally, you're the only when he was walking down one. the stairs, I was like, oh my god, please be Will Ferrell, and it was one. I think I, I think a lot of my friends have not seen Wedding Crash. I, I guess it's just like a thing. Um, I, I would say that. The two characters to me that maybe stole the movie, Todd, obviously. Like, <laughs> God damn. <laughs> Playing Tommy Sticks the whole thing. God, just beautiful, beautiful. Um, and then, honestly, uh, uh, the senator's wife, uh, Jane Seymour. Just the, just the entire scene, the motorboat and son of a bitch, the bill for play. Like that, call me kitty cat. Call me kitty cat. God damn. What a perfect film that was. What a perfect film Wedding Crashers was. So you may be willing to listen to me when I give you some recommendations, yeah, pal. Yeah, yeah. Maybe yeah, willing yeah, to. Yeah, yeah. You've seen old school, right? Oh no! Please go watch old school. All right, so that's on the list okay. now. That's next. Okay. Please, please go watch old school. All right, please. Anything else you'd like to say about Wedding Crashers? Um, no, I think I got it. I mean, Vince. My biggest takeaway, I think, was you know just how incredible I think Vince Vaughn is. <laughs> that, that somehow you're bothering me now, like. <laughs> Somehow, you, the, like the, the, your whole story being about Vince Vaughn instead of about just the perfection. It's a of good this movie. It's film. a great. It's a really great. I mean, you know, lasts from minute God one till about the very end. It's <sighs> very, very, very fun movie. Right. Highly recommend. All right. All right. And uh, you just get to you just get to hang out with Owen Wilson and Vince All right. Vaughn. All right. Put old school. If you if you like Wedding Crashers, old school. It's the exact same concept. It's just a different premise, right? But like, it's the exact same slapstick absurdity. You're you're gonna pee your pants. It's that funny, okay. right? Other films that I will recommend to you will not be the same type. Like um, I think I said, uh, Empire Records. Not that different type of film altogether. Great film, wonderful film. Not slapstick comedy. Old school slapstick comedy. It's right up your alley. All okay. right, all okay. right. Put all that right. on your list. Now a tidbit. And again, next time. Yeah, I got gotcha, you. I got gotcha. Let me know ahead of time. I got gotcha. you. We could have pushed, finished this. We didn't need to do that. We could have done that there. Tidbit is brought to you by the print issue of Pressbox, which is available right now at your neighborhood Royal Farms and at the hundreds of locations around town where you find Pressbox. Read it all, pressboxonline.com. On the cover this month, Kevin Willard, Maryland basketball coach. Go pick it up today for free. All right, Eagles and Texans meet tonight in Houston while the Phillies and Astros play game uh, game five in Phil- in Philadelphia. It'll mark, uh, according to Elias, the seventh time a World Series and NFL game takes place on the same day involving the same two metro areas, which seems like quite a lot, actually. This is the seventh yeah, time. It does seem more than I would have imagined. Um, first in 1932, the Chicago Bears uh, were playing the Staten Island Stapletons. While the Cubs and Yankees played in the World Series. Staten Island Stapletons. Legendary franchise. Mm, yes. Uh, and then most recently in 2011, 
Uh, the St. Louis Cardinals were taking on the Texas Rangers, as were the Rams and Cowboys. But on the same these, day. I'm guessing, weren't I know, yes, we're, we're not we're Thursday night. We're not like the it was the only game in mm-hmm. town. Yeah, and then also in 2009, involving the Phillies and Yankees, Giants and Eagles played on that. Okay, day. Well, that makes that's a division matchup that yes. makes all the sense in the world. Uh, and then so on Sunday, uh, this was this is my tidbit trivia. Derrick Henry rushed for 200 yards and two rushing touchdowns. Uh, the sixth time that he has done that, far and away the most by any, the most games that a player has rushed for 200 yards and had two rushing touchdowns. Um, in second place would be Derrick Henry when only playing the Texans. He's done it four <laughs> times against the Texans, six times overall. Yeah, he owns them. There are three guys that have done it three times, uh, and then there's 11 guys that have done it twice. So I definitely want you to name the three guys that have <sighs> rushed for 200 yards and two rushing touchdowns in three different games. Uh, and there's 11 guys that have done it twice. That we, you can try to name. Um, okay. How about? Wow. How about? Ladanian Tomlinson. Ladanian Tomlinson three times. Um, Marshall Falk. Marshall Falk only twice. Only twice. Bum. Yeah. Uh, Adrian Peterson. Adrian Peterson only twice. Sucks. <laughs> Sucks. How about Jamal Lewis? Jamal Lewis did do it twice, not three times. Killing it on the yeah. twice department. <laughs> Barry Sanders. Barry Sanders has done it three times. Barry, LT, and one other player have done it three times. Four, four players, I guess, because Derrick Henry's done it six times. Jim Brown. Jim Brown has done it three times. I mean. It does help that these are all Hall of Fame running yes, backs. Yes, yes. <laughs> like, there wasn't a particularly random one on the list. Um, Corey Dillon, a random that's done it twice. Mm. Okay. Um, do you want to try to guess a couple more twice, guys? No. Or no? For God's sake, do I really? You uh, don't have to. 12, I mean. 20. Uh, uh, just, uh, Eric, just, Eric Dickerson. Eric Dickerson has done it twice. Tony Dorsett. Tony Dorsett, not twice. Not even, not sure if he's even done it once. Curtis Martin. Curtis Martin, not twice. Okay, I've given up. <laughs> uh, Delvin Cook's actually done it twice. Huh, okay. Tiki Barber, Larry Johnson, uh, Clinton Portis has done it twice. Ricky Williams, uh, and OJ Simpson. Ah, rounds out the noted, list. Noted good guy. Yes. <laughs> noted good guy, OJ Simpson. He's trying to get verified on Twitter now that Elon Musk is in charge. <laughs> what a world! What a world! If he pays his eight bucks, he's in. Uh, Tyus Bowser and Chuck Clark will not be joining him. <laughs> They've decided. Nah, we good. <laughs> you can have it. And I think there are going to be a lot of people who make the same decision. All right, Tubular is brought to you by Guilford Hall Brewery. Love Guilford Hall Brewery. Yappy Hour, live music, uh, bar trivia, all sorts of events during the course of the week. Delicious Bavarian-inspired menu as well as the craft beer selection, which is unbelievable. The Guilford Hall Lager. Get to Guilford Hall Brewery, 1611 Guilford Avenue in Station North. Find out more at Guilford Hall Dot com. Here's what's coming up totally tubular-wise. Yes, the Philly-Houston doubleheader this evening. Football, Eagles, Texans, Amazon Prime Video at 8.15. Game 5 of the World Series at 8 o'clock on Fox, Astros, and Phillies. Justin Verlander and Noah Syndergaard. College football tonight, CBS Sports Network, UTEP and Rice at 7. ESPN, Appalachian State and Coastal Carolina at 7.30. NBC Sports Washington, Capitals, Red Wings at 7. ESPN Plus and Hulu for Bruins, Rangers at 7.30. Panthers, Sharks at 10.30. NBA TV, Nuggets, Thunder at 8. Golf Channel, round one of the WWT Championship at Mayakoba at 3 o'clock. I know you never 
you never miss that one. It's always uh, never. You just you, you plan your entire year around it, frankly. And Access TV for Impact Wrestling at eight. Some non-sports highlights. Uh, Bono will be on Stephen Colbert tonight. What's he plugging? Oh, he's got a book or something because uh, he like he apologized for putting his album on your phone a few years back. <laughs> I never understood. Like, yes, it, it's not something he should have done, but or they should have done. But like, he's writing a book. We were so well. It's not about that. Oh, it's okay. just he happens <laughs> to mention that in the book. But also, like, we were so very angry at the idea of being given a free, like, free music. We were so pissed off as a society. What the? Like, they didn't steal our information. They didn't TikTok. We'll do that for you. How did that work? How did he just? They they cut a deal where like it was if you yeah if Uh. if you owned an iPhone, they just automatically uploaded the album to your your Apple Music or whatever iTunes whatever it was at the time. Yeah, that's people. people I I will tell you the only thing that's annoying about it whenever we plug my wife's phone into Bluetooth or whenever we we. We switch over to Bluetooth on my wife's phone to play music. It would just automatically. It automatically starts because it's she doesn't use Apple uh, Music or anything like that, so it's the only thing in her Apple Music is that stupid U2 album. So brilliant. So yes, I mean they got a lot play. of plays out of it. <laughs> um, like whenever it's the only thing that's frustrating about it for me. Otherwise, I was like, dude, are we really is, is are, are our lives so good that we're mad <laughs> about this? Like people treated it like they had they're in privacy invaded. I'm like, yeah, dude. <laughs> Like stop it, stop. Three stops. Yeah. Uh, Rob McElhenney on Jimmy Kimmel and uh, Paramore. Is the so what's his guest. other? Oh, I do love Paramore. Is the musical guest on Fallon? Uh, they're dating. We found out. Like she's dating the drummer. I think. Oh or, really? Like that. All these years later. Um, Rob McElhenney is on another show that I've never watched. Mythic Quest. Mythic show. Quest. Right. He's like a video game designer. I yeah, think. I've never watched. I don't know that anything. Show. Is, I don't know is anything there anything? Is it worth? Not that I know of. I think that I mean I think there are a couple seasons in already. Okay. Um, I mean I so like Wrexham. It's been re- been renewed. and obviously I love yeah. Sunny, but I have never watched. I've never spent any time with Mythic mm-hmm. Quest. But I saw uh, last night. I, w- I saw a promo for it during the World Series. I was like, I wonder if it's worth it. I wonder if it's worth me investing a little time. I don't. I don't know if I have Apple TV Plus either for what it's worth. I'm not sure. Maybe I do because mm-hmm. I watched baseball. Did you have to have a subscription to watch? I think you were supposed to, yeah. Because when the Orioles were on Apple TV Plus, I definitely watched the Orioles. So does that mean I have an Apple TV Plus subscription? I guess so. I guess I have to, because otherwise, how did I watch Ted Lasso? Oh, yeah. There you go. Congrats. 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 You can watch it. should probably use that more frequently. use it or? Considering. (laughs) It definitely cost me money. Uh, And the last one, uh, Netflix new show called Blockbuster, uh, which is like a, I guess... It's from the same writers as Superstore and Brooklyn Nine-Nine. So you got Randall Park and Melissa Fumero... And they are working at the oh, the last, last existing the one in Bend, Oregon. I watched the documentary about that. Mm. Which well, this one's like kind of like a comedy show, right? I, yeah, I get it. Yeah, I get it. I and I think I like the concept, but I'm not sure yeah. if I like the concept. It looks like JB Smoove is in it. Okay, and uh, like but yeah, it looks it looks pretty good actually. So All right. very good. We'll see, we'll see. Very good. Thanks today to uh, Jeff Chidia. Thanks also to Ken Zalis. We'll get that up in the greatest hits section of the Art tab at GlennClarkRadio.com. Tomorrow, Stan the Fan will be in studio with us. Hall of Famer Tony Baselli will preview Raven Saints. He's on the call for Westwood One. And what else are we doing? Uh, Arthur Brown. Oh, right. We're going to – not Arthur Brown for sure. Definitely not going to talk to Arthur Brown. Arthur Jones. But, yes, Arthur Jones. We will continue to celebrate the uh, the 10th <laughs> anniversary of the Ravens winning Super Bowl 47. My buddy Arthur Jones will join us tomorrow. Thanks to everybody at PressBox, all of our great sponsors and partners, including the Baltimore-area Chick-fil-A restaurants, Baltimore County Police Department, 
Glory Days Grill, Royal Farms, the Costas Inn, Guilford Hall Brewery, Great Eights memorabilia, the FanDuel Sportsbook at Live Casino and Hotel Maryland, Maryland Vascular Specialist, the all-new Ginsu Kamado Grill, your local Toyota dealer, and buyatoyota.com. Thanks to Griffin, at Griffin underscore Bass. Follow us at Glenn Clark Radio, Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok. Have a great Thursday evening. Go nobody. Duke sucks. Ohio State sucks too.